The force is with you, young Skywalker. Big trust. Woo woo. But you are not a Jedi yet. What I was thinking because I, I keep doing this and then it just kind of like slowly tips down. Yeah, no, that's just because uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're kind of cheap, but uh, yeah. All right. 82? Huh? 82? Ooh. I think 81? it's 82. I think it's 81. Fuck. It is 81. It is 81? Mm-hmm. Brittany asked, How long have you guys been doing this? And I was like, Oh, it's episode, we just did 80 episodes, and she goes, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Think about it, once a week, in some weeks we have done two. I was like, it's like one a week, and she's like, no, it's not. You guys have not done one a week. I'm like, kind of bounces out, and she goes, no, it hasn't. I'm like, no, I'll check. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Episode 81 of Totally Talking Sports, uh, coming at you, uh, not live again, uh, just Tim and, Tim and I tonight. Uh, Kyle's got a lot going on with his uh, preparing for his surgery tomorrow. Uh, so Tim and I are going to hold it down this week. And he's um, shopping. Yeah, he's out shopping. Um, I don't know what for, <laughs> but pre-surgery shopping. Probably a bunch list. of like, food and stuff like that, I would imagine. Yeah, he's not going to want to leave and go get stuff after his surgery, so I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's going to be Tim and I this week, and then next week, uh, hopefully, it would be Kyle and I. And if not, maybe just me. Uh, we'll see. I'm almost I'm almost looking forward to episode 82 just being a solo Logan episode because uh, I want to tune in. <laughs> I want to know what's going on in Logan's world just for one day. Oh yeah, I'll just I'll be ranting the entire time. Oh yeah, and just, no one would tell me to shut up and it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like three hours and you're oh, sitting yeah. and you're like, oh, <laughs> like, what did I do? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's where we're at right now for the recording this week. Uh, but before, well, sorry, we're gonna be doing uh, kind of last uh, same as last few weeks. So just. Uh, touching up on NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. We got the finals set in stone. Um, before we get into anything, Tim, how you been? Uh, real quick, I want to shout out to our supporters of the podcast. Uh, we've we've been able to buy a few things that with the thanks of you guys, whether it was the webcam or the audio mixer. Uh, now we've bought some. Like, uh, I don't know, mic like arms, mic arms that attach the table. Um, so I'm hoping the audio is a little bit better. Um, I mean, maybe it's the same, but it, it feels cool. It feels a little bit more official to us. It feels I, nice. Yeah. Be able to uh, move our mics around. Exactly. Um, so, and Logan doesn't have to hold it. Uh, yeah, anymore. I usually just hold, like, the little tripod that holds the mic, <laughs> and it's awkward. This is nice. Um, but, yeah, so this is super nice. And, again, thank you guys always for the support um, and stuff like that. And if you guys are not supporting and you guys want to, head over to anchor.fm slash sports. You guys can sponsor us there. Um, just an easy, uh, measly five bucks a month. Um, but not needed or required. So as far as me goes, um, I'm up and down, uh, real, real, you know, um, <laughs> I'm up because finally on vacation starting today, today was the final oh, day of work. Nice, uh, nice. then we're supposed to go camping tomorrow, drop bogey off at Jesse's parents while they're camping. We're going to camp out for a day, then come back, uh, finalize everything and then head out for the cruise. Um, and so, Look, yeah. yeah, that'll be awesome. Super happy that I'm on vacation. However, super down, uh, bust of the century. Uh, I lost my phone on Saturday night. Oh, yeah. I went to a concert called Emo Night. Essentially, they're just playing a bunch of like old punk rock songs. Okay. Um, so I was having a great time. I was jamming out, singing my heart out. Um, and then I must have like went and ordered a drink and left my phone on the bar and then just walked away. 
and uh, it's downtown Reno, uh, and the crowd shit's gone. <laughs> that thing was, I think, it was gone in a second as soon as I turned around. I'm sure. Um, so it was just a bummer that I mean it was stolen because if it was lost, we would have been able to find it. Lost my phone, you know. Mm-hmm. If it was like laying in a gutter or something like that, yeah. would have been able to find it. Or if it was still there, like, yeah. you know, bartender grabbed it. Yeah, and so I mean, you know, I did go back later that night and ask, and they're like, "Oh no, no, that thing's gone, man. Sorry." <laughs> Um, and then Jesse actually got screenshots of all of the, uh, kind of areas that it was, I guess they like would turn it off and go to a different motel and it was just going from motel to motel to motel. And then Jesse got an alert that they tried to take out the SIM card, uh, nice. cause they're trying to unlock the phone. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure there's ways to do it. Um, I think Apple's done a fairly decent job of essentially trying to nullify any way of doing that, but I'm sure there's still ways around it. Um, as of right now, I don't think they've gotten in. The main thing was my bank account. They can't really get in my bank account. They but have to know your passwords and yeah, everything. And then, so. like, so I was... Yeah, so you have to unlock your phone and then also have your passwords for all so your So I called my bank account anyway, though, and they were like, oh, well, let me send you a text message. And I was like, yeah, I told you, like, three times my phone's gone and I don't have that phone number right to now. To be honest, I do that all the time. Like, someone's <laughs> like, yeah, my wallet got stolen. I'm like, cool, no debit card? You got your ID? They go, no, my wallet got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, right, right. Um, so, but then she was like, all right, let me think of ways we can get into your account. And I was like, how about this? I have a rough guesstimate on how much money should be in there after Saturday night. Uh, how about you just tell me, um, and then we'll just, once I get the new phone, uh, we'll take care of it there. Uh, she told me, and I was like, all right, that, that makes sense. And then Jesse, um, boom of the century, uh, she was on top of it um, and ordered me a new phone already. It should oh, nice. should get here within a day or two. I don't know if I'm going to have it for the cruise or not, because if it doesn't come here by Thursday... Um, then I'll be gone, but not a big deal. Like, honestly, I'm right next to Jesse. I'll yeah, have like, be, yeah. I'll have like, I have like my old brick phone that I'm trying to set up iMessage on. So when I have Wi Fi, I can text. Okay. Um, I don't know why it's being a pain in the ass though, but so other than that though, so yeah, down and up, but more up. Uh, who needs a fucking phone? Um, not me going on an Alaskan cruise. That's fair. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I've been good. Uh, nothing crazy going on. Uh, just working. And uh, this weekend, had a nice little three-day weekend. Um, I played 2K <laughs> every hour of the, every day. Uh, Brittany got annoyed at me at one point. Yeah. And it was like, she's like, is that going to be your last game? And I turned around and I was like, you said you're working on your business plan. Right. What am I supposed to do? You want <laughs> so, me to sit next to you and no, I was watch like, you? No, and I was like, you said you're working on your business plan. You would have said, like, oh, I'm done working on my business plan. I would have stopped playing. Right. But I turn around, you're on TikTok. I don't know. You're done with your business plan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm locked in right now. <laughs> like, locked in. It's the first quarter. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm getting into the flow of the game. Made a sharpshooter. Uh, so good. I'm so good at the game. Um, now. It took me a minute, but I'm good now. Yeah. Um, Is it the new 2K that you're playing? Not really new anymore. 22, though? 23. Oh, 23. No, sorry, 22. Yeah, 23 comes out in... uh, Like August, right? October. October. Oh, Usually October. Um, Like right before the season starts. Um, It's like Madden comes out in August right before mm -hmm. the season starts. Okay. So, yeah, but I've just been playing that, and we did something. Oh, Brittany went out on Saturday night, so I was just doing nothing. Playing 2K? Yeah, I was playing 2K. (laughs) But I was playing 2K until like 2 in the morning. (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah, that was nice. And then I went and picked her up from GSR, and she she woke up the next morning, and she had like taken Advil and everything. Because, you know, GSR? No, because they took an Uber there, and she hit her head on the roof of the car. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And then when she hit her head on the roof of the car, it dropped. It was a minivan, so it dropped a compartment down, and then she smacked her head on that. (laughs) She's like, oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah, so that's why she had a headache. Um, Nice. Which was good, because normally she goes out drinks, and like, not like she overdoes it, but like her body just like rejects alcohol. Right. So it's usually like we're not doing anything that day. 
Yeah. But we were able to have a normal day, um, hang out, and then, uh, so that was Sunday, just kind of hung out again, and then Monday, uh, same deal, didn't do anything. Then we went grocery shopping on Sunday, actually. Yeah. So, you know, the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I do have nothing going on in my life. It's, it's pretty boring. Hey, 2K and Brittany, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's about that's about all I got. It's um, a solid life, though. No, we went and watched the game on uh, Sunday night at a buddy of mine's who's a Heat fan. Oh. So, got to watch, watch the game over there. Um, did he get heated? He did not. No. I, it was like one of our first times like watching a game together. So you're kind of feeling each other out? Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> there. I could have been way more over the top, and I know he could have been way more over the top, but I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to... I'm gonna dial it back right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. First time, so I don't want—I don't want to make anyone scared here. Work, buddy? No, no, no. Uh, Brittany's like best friend's boyfriend. Okay, so we just bond over sports. Yeah, I would have yelled at him though. Fuck your team. <laughs> I was trying to be—I—it's I, not me. I'm respectful. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, like, you are. Like, you are. Even when we were chats for the first time, like watching the Raiders, I'm like, man, Raiders look so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not. I, I just not who Chad's I am. Chad's probably just sitting there drinking beer, like, the fuck fucking yell at me, dude. Yell <laughs> at me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, pretty boring week for me. Uh, power went out at work today at about 4:45. So does that mean? Oh, well, you can't do much without the power. You got. You can't. We had to saves. just wait till it came back. Yeah. So I it, like flickered on and off like four times. I was like, just go out at this point. Right. Like, just close the damn store. Um, but it kept like flickering, and then we just had to sit there and wait for the Wi-Fi to boot back up. And uh, so I got out a little later than I would have liked to, um, but all good. Work's been totally fine. Now um, I work, I work uh, tomorrow. I got Thursday off, so it's fantastic. Nice. So your scheduled days off or what? Sunday because you always have it off, and then since they want you to work Saturdays, that they just give you. Okay. It- so I work two Saturdays, and then I have two Saturdays off, and then I work two, have two off. Okay. Kind of a deal. Is Thursdays always your day off? I asked for Tuesdays. For the podcast. <laughs> they were like, what about Thursday? Yeah, she's just giving me Thursdays, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, at um, least it's a day off in the middle of the yeah, week. Yeah, it's whatever. I, I don't really care. Like, I'd like to be able to get here maybe earlier so we can do something or, you know, prepare a little bit more on the day of, but I'm like, yeah, it's it's not the worst thing. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's about all I got going on. So why don't we jump into some sports news we did not know we cared about. Not Kyle's this week, just in general. Uh, now... Just heads up, um, I knew Kyle wasn't coming, or I had a a hint, because um, we went golfing yesterday, Kyle told me that he wasn't coming, I, I couldn't get a read on it, I didn't know if he was lying to me, or just messing around with me, because that is Kyle, um, but then he texted Logan about 30 minutes ago, saying that he's not going to come, um, so then Logan was like, I don't know what we're going to do with sports news, I do have a few notes, we'll be able to figure it out, and go through, and find some stuff real quick, uh, we can go ahead and start in the NFL though, always, uh, Aaron Donald, uh, at peace with career if no deal with Los Angeles Rams is reached. I think this is kind of a double-edged sword in the way that, yes, Aaron Donald has already came out and said right after the Super Bowl win that he was planning on retiring and then was like, hey, you know what, I kind of do want a chance to run it back. Um, but, again, if Aaron Donald 100%, I feel like, deserves to be the highest-paid defensive player in the oh, league. For sure. Um, so hopefully the Rams can do something about that. Um but if he's at peace and is fine with retiring, I don't want it to be like one of those seven years, you know, something ridiculous. Like just, a Von Miller deal. Yeah, just get him like a four-year deal. See if he wants to stay on for four more years. And then after that, that'll be 12 years in the league and as a D-tackle. That's plenty of he, time. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. When, he's already a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's already a Hall of Famer. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what I got for that. Anything yeah, else? Uh, so, yeah, I think that it's uh, it's an issue of if you're the Rams, like, 
we're going to try to pay him, but we're not going to like mortgage the house on him because we don't need to. If we were to pay him what we think, like, we, like they don't need to pay him astronomical. He deserves to be, right. but they can say, listen, if we don't pay you that number, you're just going to retire. Like, I don't, he's not going to go play for anybody else. He I don't think so. played his whole career here. In LA, he has his ring. He has all these first team, all def, you know, all NFLs and he all these to Pro go Bowls. Prove it he doesn't else. care. He, he, doesn't, yeah. he's, he can make his money in retirement the same way, you know, not the same amount, obviously, but he'll make money in retirement. Like I'm sure he's set up financially with investments and whatever. Like he seems like he he took care of everything. That's why he's like this. And three like, years ago, he was a highest paid defensive player. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of guys like get to this point and they're like, oh, okay, like. I wasted a lot of my money. I feel like he was smarter, and that's why he can say, like, I'm comfortable walking away. It's not the end of the world if I have to, if, right. I, if I don't play football again, and I don't want to play for someone else. I want to play. This is my home. Yeah, this is my home, and, like, I'll run it back, but it's got to be worth it for me. Yeah, and if it's not, then I'll just retire, and it's fine. But yeah. he's not going to go somewhere else. I don't care if another team offered him to be the, the highest paid player by two times the, you know, like, like you're, we'll pay you $50 million a year. He's like, no, it's not. No, like, that's, no, because it, it'll be a team that's not set up to win. Yeah, he's like, he's like, role. I it'll be like go, the fucking Jags. Yeah, he's, yeah, I can go make 50 million a year and that's stupid and I would be stealing from you guys. But that's just it's not it's dumb. Yeah. So I, I think the Rams hold all the cards here and but it's not like a they hold all the cards and there's negative feelings from either side. Yeah, like, yeah, we'll, we'll do what we can for you. If it's not worth it, then. And I have heard that fine. you know that we're trying to make a deal, and that there is one at least uh, somewhat close. Um, so yeah. I mean, that's that's good signs. And I, that's my whole thing is I don't think the Rams are trying to break the bank on it. They know they have to re-sign Jalen Ramsey soon, uh, which I think they're working on. Um, they just paid Sean McVay more money to not go to Amazon. Um, so there's a lot of different things, but. Um, and when does his contract even expire? I think next year. No, he's. Let me see. All right, he's good until twenty twenty four. He's got two years. Yeah, so I, he wouldn't be a free agent until twenty twenty five. So he's good for three years. So I, I don't think they're like. It's not like. I think it's like at the top of their priority list, but they're also going very slowly with it. Just you know, like hey, we to make you want to stay for the money and to make it worth it for us, there's a lot of kinks we got to work out. Yeah, and it's not... They, they as amazing as Aaron Donald is, if it's like we can split that money up a little bit more, like there is no replacing Aaron Donald and you know that, but if you can allocate that money differently and maybe and address some other is, needs, like... Yeah. It's not hard feelings. Do what's best for the team for both sides. Like, I don't, I don't doubt that... I would... I, I just see them making a deal. Of some sort, yeah. keeping him around because he got them a ring and everything. And it's like, we are willing to sacrifice a little bit more money because you helped us get this ring and you got yourself a ring. It's fine if two, three, four years from now we're not doing amazing and you're still being paid a shit ton of money because we got a ring. Maybe you'll get two out of it. You know, you never know. Yeah, you never know. But and maybe this year or the next year that'll be. Pretty much, I think the end of it. Um, yeah, it'll, it's going to be it's for roster hard, situation. It, it's, and everything. Yeah, it's hard to create like a dynasty when you have to sign a QB like Matthew Stafford, who is already somewhat aging and mm -hmm. still playing at the top of his game. Obviously, he won a Super Bowl, but you he know, in, in two three years, like you're, you're going to wonder like how much you got left in the tank. Yeah. 
but yeah, uh, what else do you have for the NFL? All right, uh, Deshaun Watson facing yep. a new lawsuit. This <laughs> is why I think ninety percent of the accusations are bullshit. I think it's just well because this has been this has been a case for like a year now. Not really, but it's been like yeah. months and months and months. You can't tell me that someone now just now is coming out with. Well, he, me too. No, not you too. You would have said so six months ago when this was happening. And I don't want to take take a pass and say like, because like there is that chance that girls are so scared to come forward with this kind of stuff. And so like, obviously, we want the I, we we both want the best for them. And hopefully, they this didn't happen to them. But at the same time, it's just like this happens so much with professional athletes nowadays that it's it's just fishy. Yeah. It's just fishy. It's just fishy. And she said that, like, she just changed her mind on suing him last week. And I'm like, I don't, I just don't believe it. Because like, cause if you were, but again, yeah, if you were actually that uncomfortable, probably would have sued him the night after. Yeah. Or you would, not even the night after, like, you would have sued him. This is from something that happened in 2020. So, like, if you, you've, yeah, you decided you, two years later. If you, when I, and not even two years later, like, I understand that, like, it's hard to come out in these situations. I absolutely understand that. So if you're not willing to come out until someone else speaks out, it took not only did it take 22 other women to come out, it took 22 other women to come out like four months ago was the last one that came out. Right. And now you're coming out and saying something? Like that's what makes it hard for me to believe. I'm like, you didn't stew on this for four months after the 22nd allegation came out and you were like, yeah, I think it's time for me to also – like no. She still and she stayed anonymous, which is fine. So why? Are, that's even more of like yeah. If you stayed anonymous, then it's anonymous. why didn't you come out four months ago, then, right? And say it. This is why I think like is there something there? Maybe potentially. Obviously, I don't know. I don't know the extent of the investigation, um, but probably yeah. <laughs> with twenty three allegations, right? Um, but even then, it's like. You just see it so often with celebrities, professional athletes, where it's like some they do something bad, and I'm not going to say they didn't do something bad, but then everyone wants to jump on this bandwagon of, oh, yeah, yeah, and they fucked with my life, too. And it's like, and, not, and I'm not even just saying like sexual assault allegations, I'm saying just anything in general. You right. Know? And it's like, oh, they messed it with my life, too. And it's like, did they? Like, I don't really, you're the 23rd person that's come out, and it's been so long since the last one. I just don't buy it. I think you're just trying to get a payday here. Do we have a timeline on when each allegation came through? Because, like, obviously the first one came through. Then it started trickling more and more. Because, like, obviously it wasn't 22 in one day. You know what I mean? Like, the first girl has probably the best claim. And then maybe the next 10 were like, oh, shit, you know, he did the same thing to me. And then let me hop on the bad wagon rightfully. So if this all comes to fruition and he did do these things. Um, so the first lawsuit was a March of last year. Okay. When was the second one? The, so it was March 17th was the first three. And then March, I think they're all friends by March 18th. There were seven potentially. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the thing. And so it's like, you know, there's by March 18th, there's seven that's in two days. And now it's been over a year and you're just now saying something like I don't buy it I don't buy that a year later you're now comfortable 22 people and I'm trying to see when the 22nd one was uh, like when it brought it to 22 um, make it was 20 in April of la last April was when it was at 20 so yeah this 23rd one is just like 23 again a year later you're at 23 like no 
That no, I don't. Five think, years from now, we're gonna hit fifty. Yeah, exactly. Someone's gonna come. Some kid that was twelve. <laughs> gonna come, he touched me too. It's like what? No. <laughs> So by then, I go, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So that's the thing is I I don't want to like downplay it, but this is one that I think just screams like, I'm just trying to get a payday here. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get a settlement and it sucks because all there are, I guarantee you there's someone legitimate or a couple legitimate claims that are, that are being overlooked by the fact that there's 23 and maybe, you know, whether it's 20 of them that are fake or whether it's 10 of them that are fake, whatever the number is. It's not giving, I guess, justice to the girls that actually were affected by it. Exactly. And that, that's the bullshit part. So I don't have anything else to say about that because it's, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Right, what, will you have anything else to NFL? Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks uh, reach a one-year deal with defensive tackle Akeem Hicks. Uh, that'll be a nice addition. Uh, 10 mil. One-year 10 mil. I mean, yeah, but he's, he's a solid he's veteran that, you know, would command that kind of money. And they needed to replace Ndamukong Sue, who is a free agent. I'm not sure where he would go, but um, they needed to replace him. Key Hicks is an upgrade, too. Yeah. Huge upgrade. And I'm, I'm sure they're paying him more than they were. Well, absolutely. Ndamukong Sue is, is good still, but he's not a Keem Hicks good. Keem Hicks can still, like, change a game. Yeah. And Ndamukong Sue, like, not so much. Like, maybe he makes a play. He might, he might make like a play or two. And, like, don't get me wrong. He's a big guy in the middle, which is always going to be nice. But, like, he's not like what he but used to be. But they have Vita So they don't need a yeah. big guy in the middle. Akeem Hicks is going to like actively get more pressures, I feel like. So I feel like this is a good investment uh, for them. And it's just, you know, scary. Yeah. You know, just there's two teams in the NFC. And that's, that's really all I, that you have to worry about. Okay, so the Bucks, the Rams. Is that really it, huh? I had to worry about no one in the NFC East, and I'm no longer concerned about the Packers because no Devontae. So they have no, yeah. and they didn't do anything with Devonta. Yeah, but and that is the third team, though. You know, I just don't. They have no one to throw the ball to. You can't win a Super Bowl with no receivers. No. So no, no, no. I, no I'm not really worried about them. That's what I'm saying. Is that they're the third team now? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go ahead and, and I can't wait to go into that. We Logan has a whole schedule laid out for us coming. When I pretty much get back from my honeymoon, we'll have like a week or two of of classic TTS when nothing's going on, where we each have like a little topic and we just talk about something we're passionate about. But then Logan's got a great layout for us that I'm super excited to get into. Uh, what else do you have for NFL? Uh, Jeff Gladney. Um, so Jeff Gladney, Cardinals cornerback, uh, 25, uh, passed away in a car accident uh, yesterday morning uh, at 2.30 in the morning. Um, just tragic to hear um, him and a 26-year-old uh, Andrew Mercedes Palacios um, I don't know their relation, um, but they both passed in the car accident. Um, just tragic to hear. I mean, a young guy, he's only 25 years old. He's obviously like got a lot going for him still in his career. Uh, it's tragic to hear of a car accident ending in, in, in his death. Um, I mean, take the football aspect out of it. Just tragic to see a young man passing that, that, that age. Yeah. Um, so RIP Jeff Gladney. Um, yeah, definitely RIP. Uh, Brown signed David Njoku to a four-year, fifty-six and three-quarter million-dollar deal. Um, I don't I mean, know. I, I mean, so tight ends are hard to come by, and he's not a bad tight end. But like, I don't know, man. I don't know if he's worth four fifty. Yeah, four for um, twenty-eight mil guaranteed. Um, I'm trying to see what it makes him. He got him. fucking paid. Uh, fifth highest paid tight end. Really? I don't think he's the fifth best tight end. Not even close. Is that the? Let me let me look up. 
Because, um, I mean, get Kelsey and Kittle and Waller and Andrews as a clear top four. Not in that order. That's just how I named it. The highest-paid tight ends in the NFL. Um, no. Njoku's. Is he fourth? He's fourth now. That's Yeah. That's so, guess, guess what? Guess what? Kelsey's not one. Um, he should be, but he's not. So we'll go. I'm just going to go down the list of ten. Okay, Zach Ertz for the Cardinals now. He's, <laughs> he, he's making ten point five million Good. a year. That's it. Uh, yeah, Mike Jacecki for the Dolphins, ten point nine. Man, that's dumb. Dalton Schultz for also Cowboys? making for the Cowboys ten point nine. Damn, Jonu Smith. I think he caught like four passes for last Patriots. year. And they, they paid him fat. Him and uh, Austin Hooper. Paying him 12.5. No, not Austin Hooper. It was your old tight end. Mm. I don't remember his name. Oh, fuck. Fuck him. He left us. I know, but oh, Hunter Henry. That's it. Go. They both they, they're both making on the Patriots $12.5 million. The Patriots are so stupid. I Neither know. of those guys did anything for them last year. Top five. Okay. Mark Andrews. Very deserving. He's making 14. He's a great tight end. Then David Njoku, 14.18. See, Andrews should be over him is the thing. Absolutely. Well, guess what? Number three, Dallas Goddard, 14.25 for yeah, the Dallas Eagles. Dallas Goddard is a good he's, tight end. He's good, but, but I don't think he's... Not he, top four. He's not, not 14.25 million. Then two, Travis Kelsey, um, and then George Kittle. Uh, Kelsey's making 14.3. Um, well, I'm not... And Kelsey trying. has come out and said he doesn't care about what he's getting paid, and he doesn't care about being the highest paid tight end. Yeah. Um, because he just wants to help the team win, which I understand. When you reach a certain point of, am I going to haggle my own team over $2 million a year when we can spend that $2 million and try to get someone else? What's the difference between making 14 and $16 million a year? Not, when you're making that much money, not Nothing. a lot. It'd be, but he, he, his house is paid off. His cars are paid off. Everything's yeah. paid off. You don't need an extra $2 million to throw around and you know if the chiefs come back at him and say hey we can't pay you that much anymore but like we can still pay you like 12 mil a year um but we can go out and fit some other pieces he's probably gonna go like yeah i'm yeah. fine he loves patrick mahomes me and him, him oh. and patrick are like best friends um so i doubt he ever wants to leave no. unless something happens between also, those two travis Kelsey just broke up with his girlfriend of five years because he kept making her pay for half the stuff and only gave her like a hundred dollars over the course of their entire five-year relationship travis kelsey broke up with her no, she broke up with him. That's fair. Big boom, Travis Kelsey. That man, man said <laughs> it was a long Fine play. Money. It was a long play. Money. He probably listen. He was probably waiting. He was like, "Hey, if you're humble about this and we get married, then you know, guess what? You're gonna set for life." Yeah, and I and I talked to Rainy about this, and she was like, "Well, was he making her pay for like expensive ass shit? Like, were they, and no, I'm well, like, here's no. The thing. I guarantee you, that's not what's happening. He bought a house in cash for like." 12 million dollars like well and here's the thing like these type of players they're dating and marrying other girls that are usually very well off on their own yeah so it's like if you have the money i'm not going to pay for everything because i make more it's than not you. like fucking beyonce finding me on the street and going oh hey uh we can go out to dinner but i want to go to fucking you gotta wherever. go to nobu every night yeah i want to go to nobu but you're paying i'd be like, yeah this but. isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I will be broke tomorrow, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't pay for the Uber to pick yeah. us up. <laughs> you want an Uber X? Who do you think you're with right now? <laughs> no, exactly. That, so I, I, 
But Point at the same is. time, you know, like, yes, booming to him, but booming to her for understanding like, her, her worth. Like, she can find someone else that'll, that'll yeah. pay her. <laughs> Give yeah, her exactly. Money. She's like, you know what, whatever. Yeah, but uh point is that Travis Kelsey is not, he's he's cheap. So I'm <laughs> I, I'm not concerned. He's not concerned financially. No. So if he, $2 million is whatever to him. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's uh, tight end signing news. I can news. see him living in like a one-bedroom apartment. In I Kansas can also City. see that, yeah. <laughs> just, um, just having so much money, and he's like, I don't want to pay anything. Yeah. You got anything else for NFL? No. Okay. Move on. Uh, let's go to anything golf. What was last? Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't put in golf for some reason. I didn't put in golf. Uh, but the Charles Schwab uh, Challenge, uh, very, very exciting Sunday. Um, really fun. So Scotty Scheffler had the lead by two. Um, at minus 11 going into Sunday. And then a guy by the name of Sam Burns, I think it was his third win this year, uh, big boom into him. Um, he finished off, he started the day at four under, finished the day off at five under, nine under, two hours into Scotty's round. So Scotty Scheffler was winning all round. And then Sunday, um, on the back nine, um, it got so like windy and it was sunny and it was like 90 degrees so sunny 90 degrees and windy um the green speed picked up immensely and yeah. it was honestly so fun to watch um obviously very frustrating for the players very understandable um but it was just nice seeing like pga tours pitch onto the green or chip onto the green and it rolling like 30 feet past the hole because me kyle and chad golfed on monday um, none of us did amazing or anything like that, but it was we all three had chips that were we lined them on the green nice, and they would just like roll past, and it was like oh my god, like and a few of them we you know we chipped it off the green, so it was just nice to see that like even though the course like if me if I played that course on Sunday that day I probably would have shot like a two hundred and fifty, um, but it was just nice to see that you know like everyone's human and that they can do it. But either way, Scotty Scheffler shot a two over. Uh, 70, 72, par 70 at, at the Charles Schwab. Um, and uh, went to a playoff with Sam Burns. And Sam Burns, who was done with his round for like two hours, and was like, hey, you're going into a playoff to win the tournament. <laughs> yeah. um, and he wins the tournament. So big booming to Sam Burns. Uh, that's, not, that's not easy. Coming off, <laughs> you stop playing for two hours. Yeah. Come, any sport. Like, not just golf, which I would say golf is one of the tougher ones, honestly, because... No matter how when, relaxed when you, you are in that field. When you like, rest, like, my thing is, like, like obviously, they're PGA Tour pros, so they, you know, they train for better. that kind of stuff yeah, like that. But, like, yeah. even if I, like, didn't drink on the course, like, when we and Kyle went and played Susanville, mm -hmm. I came home, and I was, like, I'm still, like, tired. Like, I wasn't, like, I usually am, like, usually I'm drinking, so I'm, well, like, yeah, but I'm like, I need a fucking nap. But, you know, I was just sitting there, and I was, like... I'm a little tired. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't imagine. I, I'm sure he was like somewhat tired. He just walked 18 holes in the 90 degree Texas weather. And yeah. That's <laughs> tough. And then has to go back out there and try to win a golf tournament. And so like nobody would have been mad at him if he lost the playoff. You it know? would have been honestly like he would have been like, man, fuck you guys. He <laughs> <laughs> would have been like, fuck, man, I have to come back out here. Uh, but yeah, huge boom to him. Um, and that think next week or this this week. Two I, days from now. Is the Memorial Tournament. Yeah. I, Okay, it is and the memorial, the and then the match. Yes, can't wait for the match. I'll be on my cruise, but I will be trying to tune in as much as I can because I want to see these QBs go at it, and I want to see. 
I want to see Patrick Mahomes get absolutely annihilated. Oh, uh, I'm sure he will. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is good at golf at all. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are good at golf. I, I've never seen Josh Allen play. I've seen Patrick Mahomes a little bit at that American Century Championship up in Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen him play. And he, like, he can hit a shot. He can hit a golf ball. You know, like, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers can actually play golf. Oh, they, they can land <laughs> some shots that you're like, oh, okay. I mean, like, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers were playing with Phil Mickelson and Bryson. Bryson and like, not like... They weren't like they hold, were keeping. They up. were holding their own. They were yeah. They were holding their own with professional golfers. Like yeah. they obviously weren't gonna be and them not like one on one. Not like yeah, that's a pro golfer. Like no, like Phil Mickelson is one of the greats. Yeah, like Bryson obviously is can really just drive, but like still, <laughs> like you're a pro for a reason. Like they're they're two of the better pros. Like you're holding your own with those guys. Like I I can trust you to win a tur- win a, win at most events in golf. Let alone put those two together against two guys that. It's also a thing of experience, right? When you start getting older, when you have that kind of money, you get better at golf. Like Brady and Rogers have been golfing yeah, for when, so long. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, and I mean you get to buy nice clubs. Yeah. You you live you probably have memberships to some of the nicest courses in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, which only help you because like for us, like we get to go play Washoe, not try to shit on Washoe, but it's it's not like a course that they're playing at. No, day, it's not, you know. Um, but I'm just excited to see, um, I, I'm excited to see Josh Allen play golf. Um, cause he went to college in Wyoming and he, he only yeah. had to golf three months out of the year in Wyoming. Yeah. So curious to see how good he is. And now he lives in Buffalo, which yeah, is not better. <laughs> he can golf three months out of the year. Um, but it'll just be interesting to see. Um, I'm excited for the shit talk cause it already started. I don't know if you saw Oh, Tom Brady. Well, both of them. So Tom Brady said that. Josh Allen hasn't really done anything in the league, especially not against him. Uh, they, I don't remember if it was him or Rodgers that called. They just called Mahomes Kermit the Frog. <laughs> oh um, my, Jesse! Oh no, Jesse calls Justin Fields uh, Frog Boy. Oh man, he looks like a frog. <laughs> yeah, he calls him Frog Boy. Mahomes does sound like Kermit the Frog. Yes. Um, yeah, they just roasted the fuck out of him, and then all that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes said were like these old fuckers, and I'm like, no, they got you. <laughs> they they, they roasted roast. the fuck out of you guys. <laughs> You've already lost in my book. Um, and you know, like Rodgers and Brady were like, "There's not shit talk in the NFL anymore. Like, it's not. There's not shit talk, which there's not. I mean, it's a lot of. I still want to be like okay with you when we're done with this game and right. when we're off the field. So I'm not gonna say anything too far. When Rodgers and Brady first started playing, it was like, I will fuck your mother tomorrow night. <laughs> like, like, Learn by like, the sideline, fuck your mother. I'm going to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you want to join me? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that, like, that trash talk was obviously way, way worse, and that's what they said, um, and I would agree with that 100%. Um, so I'm excited to see what they're saying. Uh, they did, Josh Allen did have a nice, like, when Tom runs out of things on his uh, cue card, when he runs out of think runs out of jokes, we'll see how how funny he really is. And I'm yeah. like, he was like, you know, Aaron, Aaron's pretty good off the cuff, but Tom's not that guy. And I'm like, no, I think you're underestimating Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a funny dude. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He doesn't make jokes as much as Aaron Rodgers, but Tom Brady's funny. Because I used to hate Tom Brady when he was on the Patriots. Obviously, he was winning so much, but also you didn't see him as much around in like the media and stuff like that. Now that he left Patriots, the Patriots culture, yeah. Now that he left the Patriots, like he's all over the place. Like I've like he he's just funny. He made a TikTok of like him doing the new Jack Harlow song, like the um I forgot what it was, first class. He was like, uh going dancing along to it and he was doing like all the hand signs for it and like his son walked in and he was like what are you doing and he's like no nothing i'm not doing anything don't worry about it 
Like Tom Brady's a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited for the match. Yeah, definitely. Um, That'll be a lot of fun. All right, we'll move into some MLB power rankings. Um, so I have Sports Illustrated's power rankings up because they came out yesterday. I've got Bleacher um, Reports. I think they came out 10 hours ago. Yeah, ESPN's don't come out till tomorrow. So, And I'm sure they're both the same. We got Dodgers at one. Mm-hmm. Dodgers at one. two. Yep, and I have Mets at three. I've got Mets at three, Brewers at four. Yep. Astros at five. Yep. I think Bleacher Report went off Sports Illustrated. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So that's top five, and then we will move back a little bit. Let's go ahead and talk about how, okay, Kyle's Angels are 11, but the Red Sox Ten. jump into 12. So Red Sox are 14 on Sports Illustrated. Oh, we I'm at 12. Which I'm okay with 12 to 14. But with where we started. Climbing. Listen, we played the Mariners, and that helped us so much. Yes, but you, but you guys are still winning games. No, they're playing. They're playing out of their minds right now. Um, I I don't I don't want to say they're playing out of their minds. I think they have found their groove. I think it was a lot of off season moves getting someone like Trevor Story in. I think Rich Hill is the biggest piece of shit in the world. I think he's just the worst pitcher that has ever touched a baseball. I don't I don't um, know if that's true. It's not true, but <laughs> he gave up. He, we we lost ten nothing to the to the Orioles like two nights ago. So. Uh, and he and he was starting pitcher. So and he's one in one in three this year. So yeah, that's not. I'm great. like, that's not great you, for I don't want you starting for me. Um, but yeah, we we uh, swept the Mariners in a four game series, and then we won two out of three against the White Sox. Uh, two, oh, so we won uh, two out of three against the Rangers, two out of three against the Astros. Swept the Mariners in a four game series, two out of three against the White Sox, and then um, bad series against the Orioles, uh, where we went. Uh, two and three in that series. The last one being a 10, nothing loss. Um, but overall, like we're in such better form. Um, I really like how the offense is performing. Um, we've put up double digits multiple times over the last, uh, like three series, which is fantastic to see. Um, I think we just got to get the starting pitching complete rotation down and we'll be fine. Um, because like I said, Trevor story Devers, um, I mean, we, we kind of like those are two powerhouses that we have in our infield. Um, we, we have enough talent offensively to get the job done. Bobby Dahlbeck, um, that I think once we can get the pitching like s- solid, I think honestly, we might make a move towards the trade deadline to get another solid starting pitcher to slide into that rotation. That'd be good to try to make a move because I feel like th- you know you have to make a move. We're sitting three games under five hundred. We're still fourth in the AL East. Yeah, but we're starting to make that climb after a really rough start, and so I I couldn't be happier with it um, with where we are at now. Yeah, um, obviously I'm very happy that I'm a Dodgers fan right now. Yeah, no, I would be too. It, it must be nice. Uh, Thirteen and two in there in our last fifteen. Uh, six and one showing last week. We swept the Diamondbacks. Uh, Mookie Betts leading the NL with 14 home runs. Uh, and I, I remember at the beginning of the season, you know, when we were picking the picking our, you know, our award winners, you were like, what Dodger are you going with? And I was like, I don't know if I want to go with Mookie or Freddie. Um, and I went with Freddie, but now I'm kind of regretting it. Uh, Freddie Freeman still having a great season. I think he's just hitting right above 300. 304. Yeah. Um, still, you know, doing great. Um, but Mookie Betts, man, he's having a season. Um, 15 homers. Oh, 15 now. 15 homers, 33 RBIs. Yeah. Uh, also batting 304. So, <laughs> uh, Mookie Betts is uh, just defying anything that's going on right now. Mookie Betts is is having a very great season. So, very happy to see it. Um, and also, um, Tyler Anderson. 
Um, I didn't even know who this guy was going into the season because I don't I don't follow the Dodgers like I do with the Rams, and even even then, like I get a lot of my news from fucking Chad. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, Tyler Anderson uh, tossed 14 scoreless over his last two starts to improve to six and zero, and with a 2.9 ERA in 49.2 innings. Jesus. Uh, so like. Thanks, dude. Like, That's fantastic. Like, I, I mean, we got Walker Bueller. Uh, Clayton Kershaw should be coming back soon. Uh, again, like he got fucking hurt, so it's just uh, the whole thing with Kershaw is just I don't know how much how much gas he's got left in the tank to be able to really give us. He can't give us fifteen starts a season anymore. No, but he'll he'll get you enough, and I feel like even is gonna have those starts like he did. What was it? You know, earlier on the season, like when in our first like few games mm-hmm. where he threw like fucking seven. He had a, he had a no hitter going, and they pulled him. And they pulled him, and they were, and that's the whole thing. They were like, we don't want him to get injured. And then like two starts later, he gets injured. To me, Kershaw is an arm that you keep around one because of everything he's meant to the city and to this team over the last decade. You know, and then on top of that, when you inevitably get to the playoffs and are making your deep run. It's so beneficial to have an arm like that that maybe you don't start him, but if you can bring him out of the bullpen, if your starter is you know not thriving and it's like we can bring Kershaw in for four innings right, right now, like I know that's not the role people think of Clayton Kershaw, but like but when deep in the playoffs, playoffs, when you get to playoffs, where it's, it's like, hey, uh, I need someone to pitch innings three through three six, through seven or three through seven. It's like, well, we got Clayton there, and it's like, yeah, let's bring him in. Mm-hmm. We'll start fucking Walker Bueller next game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's fine. Yeah, we'll start a potential Cy Young winner. That's fine. Like, yeah, it's. I don't think Clayton Kershaw is at that stage in his career where he's inevitably a 15 game starter and trying to go out there and get you, you know, 12, 13, whatever wins. It's a take what you can out of him. Hopefully, he can get you like he, he he's fully starts maybe like eight games a year. Yeah, and, and that's he gets fun. you seven and one, six and two because he's he's still not going to lose a lot. No, now, it, can he get raked against? Absolutely, any pitcher can. Yeah, but then you get to playoffs and that's when it really shows up. So, absolutely. Uh, okay, um, and then obviously Dodgers at eleven, or you have Dodgers at eleven. I have Dodgers at ten on Sports Illustrated. Dodgers at ten. Sorry, Angels. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I was like, different bold, LA team. Bold move by Sports Illustrated. D- different LA team. Huge my- boom, <laughs> huge bust. Sports Illustrated. Yeah, my apologies. On that. I have the have Bleach no. Report has the Angels at eleven. Uh, previous rank was seven. Their reasoning was ranked outside of the top ten for the first time in five weeks. The Angels are three and nine in the last twelve games, including a five-game losing streak to close the last week. Over the last, over their next fifteen games. They will face the Yankees, Phillies, Red Sox, Mets, and Dodgers. This could be a make-or-break stretch for oh. a Los Angeles looks to avoid sliding down the standings. So yeah. we either see them, I would say, between 15 or 11 or all the way up in the 20s. Um, yeah, depending on how they go through this next stretch. Because they could get swept by the Yankees. I think they're playing the first game of the stretch right now. I'm not yeah, sure they're, they're getting winning. beat 5-0. Okay, so if the they could get swept fifth. by the Yankees. They can get swept by the Mets, and they get swept by the Dodgers. And then they'll be and like 27. Maybe even swept by the Red Sox because the Red Sox are so hot right now. Potentially, I don't um, know. About, I don't. We'll probably get like I don't know how long the series will be, but I think we can get a couple there. Uh, but yeah, getting swept by the Blue Jays. Obviously, the Blue Jays are a great contender in the AL. Yeah. Um. So not like an easy road, but getting swept by them does not bode well for you. Like mm-hmm. if you're really gonna consider yourself a contender, you're not getting swept by them in a series. I can swept by anyone. Three of those games were run one run losses. Wow. Those are games you have to get at least one or two. You know. Right. Like. I, and then, you know, lost by three and then lost to the Rangers by five in the last game of that series or in that doubleheader 
Um, not well, not doubleheader, but it was a two-game series. Um, after getting swept by the Rangers two series ago, yeah, no, they look bad. They just look bad. Yeah, you get swept by the Rangers. Sorry, Chad, but no, and, and, it, and it's bad. It's a bad look. Yesterday at golf, Chad did mention it and was like, you know, like, hey, you know, Kyle Rangers, huh? And then uh, it happened to be something where like Kyle was like, Are we still ahead of you, or I think it was like. Chad going like, hey, we're climbing up in the power rankings. And then Kyle was like, all I hear is that I'm still ahead. <laughs> so yeah. we all laughed about that. But it, no, and, and like at the beginning of the season, I did I did say on the podcast, like the Rangers have the bats. They just don't have the pitching. Yeah, that's so like part. if you can hold a team to four runs, you know, and the Rangers have the ability to score seven plus every single game. The Rangers average seven runs a game against the Angels in that suite. Exactly. So if you can sit there and score seven runs and you can hold them to four, I mean, sometimes it's going to be less, but if you can just hold them to four or five and then just let your bats do the talking, yeah. then the Rangers are going to be a good team. And, you know, like in the AL, I'm not really familiar with all the AL standings right now, but Rangers at 15, uh, they're on my sheet, uh, it could have changed, but um, they were previously ranked 18th, so they've climbed a few spots. They're 23 and 24. Um, I'm not sure if they won, if they played last night and they won or whatever. This was 10 hours ago, so this is supposed to be very... Prior to today's games. Yeah, very updated. Um, but, I mean, almost at 500 um, and just climbing. So, and I mean, look at... And you look at the Red Sox, the whole reason why they're 12, they're 23 and 26... And they're ahead of the Giants, who are 26 and 21, but it's because the Red Sox are just hot, hot as right shit now. right now. I mean, they were at fucking, like, 20-something two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, a, it's a lot of these last few series helping us out a lot, which doesn't think of baseball power rankings. I feel like most power rankings, over the course of a season, there's not as many games, you know, so it's kind well, of Well, yeah, like, 162, and even NBA power rankings can change a little bit from week to week. But with baseball, I think it changes a lot from week to week. Literally, you could have two bad series, three bad series in a row, and And it would drop you in the power rankings. And it's like, okay, and then you play back to where you're normally. You know, the Dodgers could have three bad series, and it's like, man, they're like 15th in the power rankings right now. And it's like, I don't give a shit. Like, Give me, give me the next three series. They'll sweep the next three series. And, and it's if like they back sweep the to next one. Series, yeah, or like, back okay. to like three. Like, okay, we'll see if they can get to the number one spot. And it's like, it's like well, what are we talking about? Here? Like, <laughs> they, had, they had a little bit of a slump. Like, let's get over it. You know, so yeah. that's the thing with baseball power rankings. Right now, the Rangers are ahead of the Red Sox in the AL standings. So that, that's, uh, you know, good for them. <laughs> um, Angels are uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven down. Six down. Sorry, so they're in sixth in the AL standings right now. Uh, just a game behind the Blue Jays, but they are um, second in the AL West behind the Astros. Four games back of the Astros. I know. That, That's and, tough. Yeah. It, it, it's, but it's nice to see. Uh, it's just going to be nice to see anyone but the Astros because uh, fuck the Astros. Yeah. The, they're the Cheatstros. Cheatstros. And they have been exposed. Cheats and Cheatstros. <laughs> <laughs> no, Houston. Houston. Houston Cheetros. Yeah, I like that. It's not as good as Cheetalana Cheetah Games. It's not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's... Um, I mean, we, we have a lot to, a lot of a season to go still. Um, fuck, man. I'm looking at the run differential. I hate the Yankees. Plus 71 run differential. Man, what are the Dodgers at? The Dodgers are at plus 118. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> 118? <laughs> 
It's How do you get not no. undefeated? <laughs> no, so here's the thing. It's because when we lose the game, we lose it like 4-3 or 5-4. And then we win. when we win, it's like 7-1. <laughs> That's some bullshit. <laughs> plus 118. You played 50 games. <laughs> you're winning. You're like plus Almost, three a game. We're winning like 2.3 every game at least. Yeah, so 118 over 48. Uh, I don't have a calculator on me. And I'm also not that smart. Um, it's almost three. I think it's more than three. No, oh. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Logan, you, you like math. I do like math. Dude, okay, this hockey game, we'll go ahead and get into hockey very soon. But this one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell I like this series a lot already. Oh, absolutely. All right, so 118 <laughs> over, what did I say, 48? 48? 2.45. So almost two and a half runs a game. That they're winning by. Yeah. And now that doesn't count their losses when they've lost. That's the thing is that, you know, when you lose, you go down in run differential, but their wins. So that's what I'm saying. They lose like 4-3 or sometimes maybe 5-3, <laughs> but they win and they win by like fucking five runs. Like you know, that Diamondback series absolutely helped us out because every single game we scored like seven or more runs and they scored like two. zero to two. <laughs> it was yeah. bad. Also, shout out to Tanner. The Pirates are third in the Central right now, the NL Central. Minus 83 run differential. By far the worst in their division. Maybe worse than the uh, MLB. Minus 83? Yeah, I would, I would yeah. hope that's worse. Yeah, worst in, in, the, in the entire league. All of MLB. Uh, still third in their division. Though. Hey, if you're better than the Cubs and the Reds, Tanner, then you have to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, you're only six and a half back of the Cardinals. Like, you know, it's, it's not bad. Yeah. When everyone thought you guys just kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, well, when you win games, you, you do suck. When you like, win minus games without getting bad. a hit, it definitely helps. Yeah, that does help. <laughs> that does help. Um, yeah. So that, that I think that's all we have for baseball right now. I don't know if you have anything else. Uh, nope, nothing for baseball. Um, I do have a couple other sports though. Yeah. Uh, F one Formula One. Uh, Sergio Perez wins the Monaco Grand Prix, and then also right afterwards signs a new Red Bull F one deal till twenty twenty four. Sergio. They call him Chaco. Chaco has been absolutely essential to Red Bull and Max Verstappen's uh, absolute dominance. Uh, Sergio Perez, an absolute veteran in F1, F1, so happy to see him find a home, and he's going to be there for a while, and that's nice to see. Um, and then tennis. Ah, yes. Rafael Nadal beats rival Novak Djokovic in four-set quarterfinal showdown at the French Open. Um, I forget who the other guys are because there's, you know, like I grew up and it was Rafael Nadal, Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic, and Roger Federer. See, another goal, man. This is this is crazy. I mean, we're watching the Oilers Avalanche game. Uh, Avalanche are up by three at this point, but it's just, it's there's seven 11, to four. There's 11 goals and we still have three <laughs> minutes in the second period. <laughs> it's a seven to four. It's, it's, it's fun. Um, but uh, I don't know who the other guys in tennis are. I, if I was watching, I would recognize the name. I just don't know much about him. But I like Nadal more than Djokovic, so it's nice seeing Nadal, Nadal win. Uh, other than that, though, uh, I don't have anything. Uh, yeah, um, so we have mostly... Oh, sorry, uh, we have the uh, Champions League final. Mm. Obviously, it just finished. We talked Man, about it last week. beat Liverpool. Uh, no, Real Madrid. Real Madrid beat Liverpool. Liverpool. Um, uh, I watched that game a little bit, actually. I was going to, and then I forgot. Um, That's not like you. It's not like me. Were I you got, playing I, 2K? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to watch this game. I'm going to get home and watch the game. And then I got home, and I forgot that the game was on. And then I got a notification that ended, and I was like, oh, that was on. Shit. 
And I felt bad because I really did want to watch it. Um, because it was just one zero, right? One nil. Yeah, one nil. But uh, goal came in the 59th minute. Uh, Vinicius Junior. Um, also Real Madrid had a goal that was disallowed by VAR that really shouldn't have been. So it probably should have been two nothing. Um, but yeah, Real Madrid absolutely. Um, who's that? Who's that? Uh, Real Madrid goalie. Um, Courtois. Is that his name? Yeah, Thibaut Courtois. Uh, yeah, he had an amazing game. Yeah, he did. He had a Because uh, after that, Liverpool, I don't know a whole lot of soccer players, but I was sitting there watching the game, and like they were getting a lot of shots on goal, and they were putting it to where uh, Courtois, Courtois uh, had to actually make some saves, and there were some diving saves. And so I think he got player of the game, if whatever that is called in soccer. Player of the match. Player of the match. Or man of the match. Um, uh, and so I think he got it. Could yeah, I, I bet he did. Because um, otherwise, the, the only person we go to would be Vinicius. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the uh, Liverpool had... Sorry, two, uh, Courtois made nine saves. Um, Liverpool, I don't know who their goalkeeper is, made zero. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not ideal. Um, not ideal. Uh, shots on goal, Liverpool had 24 shots, nine on goal. Uh, Madrid only took four shots, two of them on goal. Um, so one wasn't a save. It was just like, you know, cleared off, you know, cleared before it got there, hit someone on the way there kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, and then the other one went in. <laughs> so, um, and it was, it was a nice goal that went in. So do you have um, a, did, who, who do you like more Liverpool or Real Madrid? I don't care. Um, I know, but if you had to choose one, if I had to choose one, I'd probably choose, um, mm, right now I'd probably say, um, Liverpool. Um, yeah, I'd say Liverpool too, because uh, I, you know, Spaniards. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> they're angry. Yeah, I know, obviously they're not all Spaniards that are playing on the team, but it's mostly non-Spaniards. So right, on the team. Right, is the thing. But I, with, when it comes to like Madrid and Barcelona, it's one of those like those two teams are like the like two main teams in that division or in that league. Um, whereas like the Premier League, I feel like there's you could have multiple United, Liverpool, Man City. Um, for a while, their Tottenham, Tottenham like, was good. Yeah, so you have you have so many more teams that can have. I mean, fucking Leicester City won the league one year, who's and it that, was amazing. Who was that one player on Tottenham? Harry Kane. Uh, no, not Harry Kane. He was from Wales, I think. Gareth Bale. Yeah, where's where's he at? Um, Gareth Bale. I don't know where he's at right now. He was in Madrid for a while. Mm. I think he's back in the Premier League, but he mostly, I mean, makes his big name in international games playing for Wales. Right. Um. But uh, the uh, Champions League final was fun to watch. Um, I had it as one of my booms, but I have a shit ton of booms and busts this week, so I'll just talk about it now anyways. Um, so Real Madrid had a incredibly tough road to even get to um, the, the final. Um, so not only did they have to beat Liverpool um, – to win, to win the whole thing, they had to beat Man City, like we had talked about last week. They had yeah. to beat Man City in the semifinals after being down four to three on aggregate. Yeah, uh, going in, they they won three to three to one, so they won just on aggregate. Didn't have to come down to away goals. They just took care of their business um, against a team that won the entire Premier League and has been one of the most dominant forces in English football for the last few years, honestly. Um, so to do that in the semifinal and then have to play in the final prior to that, they had to play Chelsea who they beat five, four on aggregate, um, after losing the second leg three to two, but they did enough to win over the course of those two games. Um, prior to that, they had to play PSG, um, which is 
PSG is the best team in all of France, and they have Mbappe, and they have Messi, and they, <laughs> they have right. amazing talent up top, um, as well as you know really great defense. They had to win the second leg three one to win on aggregate three to two. So they lost the first game one nothing, and then had to win by two in order to win on aggregate. Well, they could have just won two two nothing, and they or two one, and they still would have gone through. But they finished off getting three one. Um, so just for for that. To go um, in the first leg, you get PSG, the best team in all of France. That's your first draw. That's bullshit. Most other teams get like a shitty. If you're a top team, you get a shitty right. team. You know, in from Amsterdam, and you're like, all right, sure, that's fine. Um, having to play them first off, and then you get Chelsea in the next leg. Um, you know, that's again a tough draw. Took care of their business. Then you get Man City, another very tough draw. Did what they need to to win that, and then they take care of Liverpool in the final. All around, that's just an amazing road to the Champions League. Um, Real Madrid earned this title 100%. Um, if you're a Real Madrid fan, they are, without a doubt, um, the best team in football this entire season, this entire year. Um, and it's easily one of the best runs I've ever seen a club make um, to get to a Champions League title. So just good for them. It was a fantastic, fantastic end of the season for them. So yeah. Um, outside of that, I don't have anything else else really want to jump into hockey or nba first let's go ahead and go into hockey uh real quick uh so now we are finally getting to watch the east and west semis uh before this it was the quarterfinals uh we'll go ahead and start with wednesday may 25th um that was the day after me and logan and kyle recorded last time um blues uh go ahead and take care of business in colorado in overtime five four um, good for the Blues. Uh, obviously, doesn't mean much. We know who's in the, in the semis right now. But it was just nice to see, hey, they're fighting. Uh, good for the Blues. Blues are really deep, too, which is nice. But I think the Avalanche, just they're, they're just very, very good. They are, and Nathan McKinnon got no help in this entire game. Nathan McKinnon had a hat trick and an assist. Yeah, had three goals and an assist. Um, <laughs> and still, so, they still lost. You know, that's, that's, that's on the rest of the supporting cast not doing their jobs in that game, which when you're up 3-1, some guys will take the night off. And I think that's kind of what happened, even though you're at home. And we'll and go ahead and go into that with basketball because yeah, you've preached that with the Warriors, and I'm that's probably what happened here with the Avalanche. They didn't care that they were at home. Um, I'm sure they didn't really try to lose this game because they, they, they were up 2-0 after one. Um, but the Blues absolutely just fought back, and it was nice to see. Um, but yeah, McMinnon, um, Bozak got one goal and then Thomas got two goals, um, but neither of them got an assist. So it was just kind of like, you know, yeah, McKinnon was the best player on the ice, but the rest of the team didn't show up. And so that, that's what you see in the end result of the game. Yep. Um, and then Thursday, Cheetalina, uh, strikes again, winning at home three, one, not surprised. Um, it does get interesting after this. We'll get into that, but again, not surprised Cheetalina at home. They win cause they cheat. Yes. Oilers uh, win the series against the Flames 5-4 with an overtime goal that was absolutely legendary by McDavid. Beautiful. It was almost like it was almost like a quarterback passing across his body the way he shot that because like he got it and then like had to go like almost across his body and was skating backwards and then just like fucking got it Put in it there on, on point. Um, absolutely beautiful. Um, I mean, he wasn't even the best player in the ice either. Uh, you had Hyman with one goal and two assists, who had the who had the points uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but Conor McDavid, um, that's what that's what you want in a superstar athlete or a player on your team is when you absolutely need them, 
they come through. Um, that was his only goal. He had no assist going in, going into overtime, uh, but just got the pass and found a shot. And I, you know, you texted like Connor fucking McDavid. Yeah, you know? like, it just like, and then like, I went back and watched it, and I was like, Jesus Christ! I didn't watch it like five times because like it was, it was just like one of those because you see like players like Patrick Mahomes crossing, playing across the body, and almost looked like the same exact thing, but on ice. Yeah, exactly. And and this is what I've been saying all series, or all playoffs, I really should say, um, is the best players show up when it matters. Right. And if you are one of those best players in hockey, you're going to show up in the biggest moments. And so in overtime, trying to close out an entire series, they didn't need to. And they were up 3-1, and they were going to go back home if the Flames won. And... But he's but McDavid is gonna say I am the best player in hockey right now, which I don't think that's an argument. No, like with this playoff run, Andrew number two, and with this play <laughs> exactly with this playoff run, there is no argument. You could I, I can see what people would try to make, especially with McKinnon and what he did in that game five, like or game uh yeah game five, no game four, game five, game five. I can understand the argument that people are trying to make, but when you see a game like this and you go, or when you see this entire playoff performance and then you have an overtime game winner to close out a series there's not a better player in hockey Connor mcdavid is, it understands this is a big moment i'm gonna take over and we're just gonna go home now i don't want the series to go into the game i don't care if, if someone else wants to take the night off and that was the only goal of the game he didn't have any other points that's what i'm saying assists. like but he was just but like he, he, showed like, he was like i'm here it's overtime we're gonna win this game exactly they're like and i preached that with um the maple leafs with austin matthews like if you're one of those best players, you got to show up. And he didn't. McDavid's showing up when it matters. And that's all you can really ask for from your star players. So, uh, great game on Thursday to close out that series. I uh, move into Friday. The Avs get their game back. And then win the series 3-2. Not really surprising at all. Um, just kind of like just like a regular game um, to me. Um, Comfer had a good goal, or had two goals. Um, other than that, though, wasn't all that exciting. Um, Helm got the other goal. Um, but let's go ahead and go into real quick Avalanche Oilers. Right now we're watching it and it's seven to four Avalanche. Amazing game one. Yeah, amazing game one. Um it's Avalanche at home, so it, it makes sense. Um and I feel like Edmonton's almost trying to get a feel for yeah. the Avalanche. I think the Avalanche are better offensively than Calgary. Um however, Calgary is also good um offensively and they took care of business. So what are you expecting in this series? Obviously, we're expecting a lot of high-scoring games. Yeah, a lot of high-scoring games. I think what we've discussed multiple times throughout this playoffs, the Avalanche are the better team. And we know that because the Oilers' defense, especially was it Mike Smith in goal, not a great goalie, right? He, no. gave, up, he gave up that goal against the Flames that was just like, I'm going to put this on net and see if we can get a ricochet, and it just went right through his fucking arm and right into the net. And it's like, you shouldn't be allowing a goal like that at the NHL level. Right. Especially not this deep into the playoffs. So Mike Smith is not a great option, number one, as a goalkeeper. And I think that's really what it's going to come down to. I think the Avalanche, overall, their entire team, solid, right? Amazing attack and solid defense. Solid enough defense to get you to the to the Stanley Cup to final. To the Stanley Cup finals. And that, that's what it's going to come down to. Um, I think the Oilers will absolutely make it a series. McDavid and Dreisaitl and Evander Kane will do everything they can offensively to make this interesting. Um, but at the end of the day, I just don't see how the Oilers have enough to overcome the overall greatness of the Avalanche. Absolutely. Uh, 
I would like to say I, so I, you know, I, I picked the Avalanche to go to the finals, but now that I've been watching these Edmonton games, like I want the Oilers. I to want the Oilers to go I to, love the, to the yeah. Seidel and Evander Kane now, but definitely want them to go to the finals. Um, I would just like to see them maybe take to a game seven, and let's see a game seven in Colorado. Yeah, uh, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, but again, I do think the Avalanche are going to take the series, maybe in six, um, potentially. Yeah. Um, um, let's yeah. go ahead and go into Saturday. Uh, Rangers uh, obviously win uh, because Chitalina is not at home. At home, and uh, this makes it this this ties it up three three uh, three three. Very very interesting. I don't have a whole lot to talk about it because um, I mean Igor Shesterkin. Yeah, I, I think it's Shest- yeah Shesterkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty seven saves, two uh, assists. <laughs> what what yeah 37 saves 95 percent save percentage also two assists from the goalkeeper um, um huge booming huge boom he's got three assists this playoffs <laughs> uh he has two in one game against carolina um i don't know how he didn't get the number one star he got c got two stars um i don't understand that at all guy this guy made 95 percent saves saved 37 out of 39 shots um, and got two assists. So he accounted for the same number of goals as he let up. Yeah. So it was almost like a nullify. Yeah. And then he saved 37 shots. Right. Like. Um, so huge for him. Um, no games on Sunday. Uh, Monday, we go ahead and go back to Cheetalina, and Cheetalina finally gets fucking exposed, and they got caught for cheating. Shesterkin gets 37 saves again. Exact same saves, 37 to 39. Yeah. <laughs> Um, same exact saves, and the Rangers absolutely obliterate Chitalina. They they figured it out. See, nobody else was able to figure out Chitalina. Mm-hmm. However, the Rangers. Well, it's just the Bruins that they played. So. Nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> nobody else. That's fair. It, it's still an accurate statement. <laughs> um, but six to two. Yeah, they got whooped at home. They and got they, and they scored whooped. two in the second period or in the third period. Yeah, but they were down. Well, I know they were already down, but I'm saying like they scored two in the third period and they still lost six two. Yeah, like, that's not a good look. No, it would be different if it was like three two and it was like, hey, this was a close game. Cheetah line almost made it close. Um, we should get shirts made of Cheetah line and Cheetah games. We should. We, we we have a lot of shirt ideas. <laughs> we, we do have a lot of shirt ideas. We need more money. We need more funding. <laughs> we need what we need. We need some funding. Uh, you know, if uh, we, any big wigs, any whales out there, uh, just want to throw like, you know, a couple grand. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, throw a thousand dollars our way. We could do so much with that. We could do a lot. We could do a lot with that. I mean, we could do a lot. So much twisted tea. <laughs> so much twisted tea and <laughs> t-shirts. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much all we would do. But you know what? We'd make it fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Overall. Um, great series go seven obviously finally the hurricanes lose at home um which i think the hurricanes getting here was kind of you know inevitable they were going to drop at some point um i think it was just amazing that they had not lost at home and they hadn't won on the road that's like that's something you think like going into playoffs like yeah just win your games at home no one does that no one just wins their games at home and that's all yeah because do. if that if that was the case where every team always won their games there would at home, be so many game sevens well yeah that and it would just be boring yeah, maybe you know. I mean, game sevens are fun and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it would get so repetitive. It's like, oh, okay, who's at home? They're winning. And even like, and even NBA Celtics, right? Two series been back to back to game seven, but they won three because, games on the road. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, and you guys lost three games at home. Exactly. It was like, <laughs> we're going to Boston. It's like, 
Bet against the Celtics. That means nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys, you, they're going into Boston? Yeah. Bet against the Celtics. Exactly. So to have a series go seven and for the road team to win, I think that's great. Um, I was trying to talk to Brittany about um, home ice and how much it really means. Um, because I've always thought... I, like, teams, I feel like hockey almost... It means it, more. Nothing, no, I think it means nothing. Compared to the NBA, I don't think it means that much. I think the NBA means less. And no, it, because it, no, no, no well, team. No. Okay, but but that's the thing, though. We're talking about this right now, and you look at the Celtics, who haven't won a game at home against the Heat, but they win four games in Miami. No, they didn't win four in Miami. We won one at home. One at <laughs> home. Okay, but that's the thing. But but when we look at we look at hockey, a lot of these teams win most of their games at home. So I looked up the numbers, and I don't have the numbers with me now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked, this I up. looked up the numbers. Don't have them. I looked this up a while ago. Well, okay. it was yesterday. <laughs> um, the numbers that I saw was uh, it was like fifty-five ish percent. Don't quote me on this. I believe the num- the number was about fifty-five percent for um, NHL playoffs for home ice, um, and in the NBA, it's like sixty-five percent that home teams win. And, and, and that's over the course of the playoffs. and that, So that's understandable, right? Over the course of the playoffs, it makes more sense. I always want to say it's different for this year, though. Maybe it's just this year. Maybe it's just this year. I also think that well, like the Celtics won two at home, two on the road against you know Brooklyn. Um, Miami took care of their business at home and then lost and two Fe- in Philly. Phoenix and took then... care of their business at home except for Game 7. Exactly. So um, the, the real number I saw was it was like 80% in the conference finals. Eighty um, percent of the time, the home team wins, and that's kind of that. That's why. It's well, a big I guess, deal. and if you really think about it, it's those great teams or those teams that are actually making it that far. They win at home, and you can say the same thing with football. When you get into football, like in the playoffs, like it's hard to win on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, that's... like, like the Rams. We got to play the Niners in the NFC Championship game in SoFi Stadium. And yeah, and that's probably why we won because it was still a close game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Um. So. So even in game sevens. Um, oh, I'm sure it's like ninety percent, fifty-eight percent in hockey. That's it. Fifty-eight percent uh, winning percentage in game seven in hockey. Um, uh, home teams have won about sixty-three percent of closeout games in the playoffs in wow. hockey. Only sixty-three percent. Um, wow. and that's the thing to me is like, I've seen to me, hockey is one of those sports where I'm like, the atmosphere is there and you think it'd make a huge difference because the atmosphere is there. If you've watched a playoff hockey game, it makes a big difference whether you're, at, it looks like it would make a big difference whether you're at home or on the road. But in reality, teams have come back from three Oh in, ho- in hockey multiple times. Yeah. It no. has never happened in basketball, right? Because it's like even if you get to a game seven, I thought you, once or no. is it just twice that the three only time it was three one, twice, twice three ones, twice never three zero. Okay. Oh. Yeah, um, uh, home teams win almost seventy percent of the time in the NBA playoffs. Um, so that that's that's what I'm saying is it's like I feel like in hockey it's and I don't want to say it's easier, but like it just feels like it comes down to well, it's almost like. I almost I don't want to say it because I you know you have teams like the Celtics and the Warriors who are meeting in the finals who are both very fast paced teams, but obviously like hockey's faster, and so like if a team I feel like in hockey has like an upper edge, and they're just a tiny bit quicker that day. In basketball, I feel like that can be nullified 
Um, it's such a long game too. Like, yeah. And I know hockey is sixty minutes, but the guys on the ice are skating a couple minutes at a time. Yeah. If you're playing. Jim Butler played all forty eight minutes you know, against the Celtics. Like, you're gonna get tired eventually. Yeah. Can't wait to yeah. get into Jimmy Butler. Oh yeah. my God, he yeah. needs so, yeah. he needs help. Yeah. And so then uh, we get into tonight's game. Obviously, we've already kind of touched up on it. Um, Super exciting. Seven four Avalanche. Uh, they are at going home. into the third. Yeah, going <laughs> into the third. Seven to four. Um, so we'll be able to watch this third period coming up here in just a little bit. Um, maybe the Oilers make it very interesting here, and we'll the, we'll give if, you guys updates throughout the throughout yeah. the podcast. If the Oilers can get a goal early, makes it very interesting. Yes, absolutely. Um, However. Uh, Mike Smith can't can't stop a goal. Uh, I mean, it's like his goal his goal is like a fucking barn. Yeah. Um, and he is just a, a little kitty cat in the middle. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's got a seventy six percent save percentage right uh, now. That's so not ideal. And I'm, I'm not saying the Avalanche's goalies any is doing any better, but they split it. They're at ninety percent for um Francouz, and then for Kumper it's eighty one percent. So not amazing. Uh, but Mike, Mike Smith has been on the ice the majority of the time is yeah. the thing. So he's got a 76% save percentage. He's only saved 19 shots out of 25. Um, Koskinen came in and saved one out of six, which not <laughs> great either, but, but, but not as big of a sample size. Exactly. You know, so. cause the third period we can go in and what if the oil score three and what's the other guy's name? Just shot pressure. Um, you know, maybe he saves 20 in the third and that's yeah. one for 26. Yeah, yeah, so, so we'll have to see. You know. Um, but yeah, so that sets up a great series in the West, obviously. Um, we all have the Avalanche, I believe. But we, we do, but, but you and I want the Oilers. We want the Oilers. Kyle, we know, wants the Avs, because Kyle is secretly yes, an and Avalanche I have, fan. I, I've picked the Avs to win the entire thing. I have the Avs beating the Lightning, but at this point... Yeah, we don't, I we don't trust don't, that at all. Yeah, at this point, I don't care mm-hmm. anymore. Um, we all, and we all know Kyle is a... A light or a, sorry, a Avalanche fan disguised as a Ducks fan. Yes, he, he's like, yeah, I'm a Ducks fan, but like the Avalanche are better. You know, I feel so like when it gets to the playoffs and my team's not there, I'm going to be an Avs fan. I feel like he goes in and and reads Ducks players' names, and he just spouts shit to us. Yes, and and he knows that we don't know. Oh, I have no, <laughs> no idea. He could say anything. He's like, this guy played for the Ducks in 2004. He I'm could like, say so, he could say sure. some random ass name and be like. He's been playing great, and I'd be like, sounds good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. We're on to you, Kyle. We yeah. won't catch it, but we're on to you. We are on to you. Uh, and then uh, we'll go ahead and go into tomorrow. That's when the Lightning and Rangers play. Yeah, uh, Lightning are winning. Good for the Rangers for getting this far, uh, down 3-1 and two series straight. Uh, but the Lightning are either going to sweep you or beat you in five. Yeah. Um, and But, you know, Rangers, if you can make it interesting, and if the Rangers get to the Stanley Cup playoffs, um, you know, I'll eat. I'll eat one of my pubes, just one, just one. You won't even notice it. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, I mean, that's it's gonna, it's, it's disgusting, yeah, but fair. like I won't notice it. You know yeah, what I mean? That's fair. Uh, okay, uh, let's go ahead and go into NBA. Very interesting. Yeah. So let's jump into NBA. Uh, we have uh, obviously we'll we'll start on Wednesday because that's where we left off. Um, we have a little bit to finish up there, but not too much, obviously. Um, so Wednesday would have been worse. Wednesday was the Celtics ah. uh, beating the Heat in Miami, ninety three to eighty. Um, yeah, so Tatum takes care of business, twenty two and twelve um, and nine. So almost puts up a triple double. Uh, Jimmy doesn't do a lot this game. He didn't do a lot the the, the next most of the series. I mean, yeah, most of the series Jimmy didn't do much. Finished with thirteen six and four. Um, 
that's not a stat line that you expect out of Jimmy Butler. I mean, they only scored 80. It was a very, very boring game all around. Um, Tatum and Jalen Brown showed up, obviously. Jalen Brown had 25. Um, the rest of the team was there. Uh, you know, Derek White had 14. He sh- he started showing up big towards the end of this series. Um, Al Horford had 16, which is huge for us, especially with that big man battle with him and Al or him and uh, Bam Adebayo. Um, Bam had 18 and 10, um, so he had a, he had a great game as well. But no one else in the Heat really showed up when Gabe Vincent what, is your second leading scorer. Isn't like there didn't? Let me look. I'm trying to look, let me look at the box score real quick. Isn't it? It wasn't it something like. Um, the Heat starters combined for like twenty points. The Heat starters no, I mean, combined got... for like forty points. Forty. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. I think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown single handedly outscored all of the Heat starters. Um, yeah, and twenty five and twenty two. And then you have Al Horford who also got sixteen, and then Derek White gets you fourteen off the bench. You're obviously going to win that game. Um, we were um, we took over in the third quarter. Man, I right? like Jalen Brown. I like Jalen Brown a lot. I, like I love Jalen Brown a yeah. lot, man. And, but this game played right into the exact way every game in this series is played, where one team wins a quarter, and that's the game. And that's yeah, what happened. And it was it third was, quarter. It was great at halftime. We were down. We were down by five at halftime. And then we won the third was, quarter by boring, 16. It was a boring first half. Oh, it was super boring. We scored 37 points in the first half. And we, and we outscored the... We we almost scored as many points in the and third they quarter. Forty two, like it was forty two to thirty seven and a half. Like yeah, I was, like, we, I was like, am I watching the WNBA right now? Yeah, honestly, and we and, <laughs> and we almost in the third quarter we almost scored more points than we did in the entire first half. Yeah, so that that's where it really comes down to is we just won the third quarter and that's all we had to do. Um, there's not really much else to talk about. Like the Heat just really didn't show up one. at home, and that was in a in a two two series at home. You expect the Heat to really show up. And I, and I was talking to my buddy that I was watching the game with for game seven, the heat fans just don't show up. Like, I don't get it. Like this is the Eastern conference finals. Like you're playing the Celtics are a better team than the heat. In my opinion, right? Like Jimmy is amazing. Bam's amazing. The rest of the team is like, all right. Um, Jalen and Jason are phenomenal duo. And then you have contributors everywhere in Al Horford. Marcus Smart was defensive player of the year. We have guys at the bench like Derek White. Even Peyton Pritchard can show up and make some buckets when it counts. Rob Williams was a uh, got votes for all defense. Um, like we have guys that can contribute everywhere. The, the Heat, I feel like it's a two-man show. And then you have Kyle Lowry who is getting older and doesn't contribute as much. Yeah, they had Tyler Hero, who was six man and missed most of this series with a groin injury. Sorry, he fucked some chicken game after game two, um, and you know hurt his dick. But right. you know maybe don't do that and be available for yeah. for the rest of the finals. Also, you don't need your wiener. No, like come on, dude, <laughs> your dick not hurting bad enough. You can't win a try to win a championship. Uh, you don't use your wiener for basketball. Depends you on who you ask. Huh? Depends on who you ask. Well, LeBron might have a third leg. Yeah, he might. There, there's plenty <laughs> of guys in the NBA that have a third leg. Um, I think probably over half. Yeah, so the, like, but, but this game in particular. Let's like, have a conversation about that one day. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as the game five goes, like I was on cloud nine after game five, and I was like, cool, we're going home for game six. And uh, before these series started, my prediction was, and I think maybe Kyle's too, was Warriors in five, Celtics, Celtics in six. And yours was Celtics in seven. So... Fair to you. I don't know what it is with me and basketball. You just get everything right. 
I'm, you got the finals weird. right. You, Kyle did too, but I, I don't give Kyle as much credit. No, because <laughs> I had the last ones right too. Yeah, exactly. You had you had the bubble perfect. <laughs> like <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, um, but no, it's exactly the point. So I, when it got to game five and we won game five on the road, I was like, cool, we're gonna go in take game six at home. I have no questions about that. But before we get to that, the Warriors obviously lost that game on Tuesday because they weren't trying. And I try to tell everyone about this. Like I, I try to tell everyone. If the Warriors are up 3-0, 3-1, and it's a road game, just bet the other team. I did tell you Mavericks minus 22.5. And, and if the Warriors bench group didn't come in and get them more. <laughs> they almost came back in that game. To where was, Steph Curry had to come back, I'm like, all right, I guess we'll win this one. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no. Like, Luke had to come back and be like, all right, we're not letting the Warriors back into this completely. Yeah. Because it was like the, War- the, the Warriors were trying to make a comeback, and I was like, you fucking bench scrubs. Let let me let I didn't bet it, but I was like tw- yeah. minus twenty two and a half would have won me so much money. <laughs> like that would have been you a know, lot. They only ended up winning by ten, um, and it was like okay, yeah, they still it won probably would have been like plus four hundred. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It would have been a lot of money. Um, but like the Mavericks took care of their business because the Warriors aren't trying to win. Right. They they want to win at home, and that's exactly what they did on Thursday. Um, they uh, yeah, and then they lost the third. They lost the second half by seven points, and they still won by ten. They they took care of business immediately. Clay had thirty two. Steph had a good game. Um, Draymond had a good, you know good game for Draymond. You know, I mean, Draymond's not going to put up a lot of points. He just plays defense, but he put up seventeen nine and six. That's, <laughs> that's honestly a huge line for Draymond. Yeah, it's him. He's, he's he gets 17, seventeen and nine. Steph only put up fifteen in this game. Clay had 32. I mean, Jordan Poole is 16. Here's my thing with Steph Curry. Um, I was listening to a couple different arguments uh, over the past few days about Steph Curry, and I I almost kind of agree with them all. If you really look at it, Steph Curry, obviously going to go down as one of the greatest in the NBA of all time. Greatest Um, shooter ever, top 10 player most likely. Yeah, uh, all those accolades. Um, But if you look at him in the playoffs, I mean, this is – like, when has he really excelled in the playoffs? Like, absolutely annihilated. Because this, when he had this, Kevin Durant... This year or just in his career? In his career. Um, so you can remind me of that because um, I remember his two years when he had when they had KD. And it was it was well, KD. He won, he, won two one. he won two rings prior to them getting KD. I thought it was only one. So, okay, so he won, he won a ring without He's got KD. three. Yeah, he does have he's three. He's got one, and then he's got two with KD. I thought. Or... No, because so, one of them they they lost three one. They were down three one. They were to up, the, they were up three one against the Cavs and they lost. And yeah, um, so Steph has averaged twenty seven or twenty six points, six assists, and five rebounds in his in his playoff career. Um, in in twenty fourteen, he averaged twenty eight points per game. Twenty eighteen, he averaged twenty eight points per game. So he's had three different playoff um, like three different playoff years where he's averaged over twenty eight points per game. Um, as well as two of those he averaged over six assists per game and uh, six rebounds per game, um, along with two steals per game in each of those. Okay, so I don't know what uh, I was listening to, um, but those f- idiots uh, made me believe some bullshit. And, and I think two of those years were um, years with uh, KD. Um, but still, if you're averaging over 28, then like there's not really any question. Like, maybe you get overlooked by KD because the years but, KD had in Golden State, he was absolutely dominant. Um, I'm, I'm going to look up KD's playoff stats um, as far as when he was on the Warriors. Um, so when KD was on the Warriors, he averaged 28, 29, and 32. Timeout. Timeout. Which, yeah, it's crazy. 
What side are you on? For this series? No, what's, what site are you looking at? Oh, StatMuse. StatMuse. Yeah, this is my stats website. This is StatMuse. If you ask me a statistical question, I will go here and I will look it up and it's very uh, thorough. Never heard of StatMuse. Yeah, I have this. I usually have this up when we're doing the podcast. I have this and ESPN up. StatMuse. So you, you guys ask me a question, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, kind of whatever so questions real, you have. Real quick, look up StatMuse. Um, yeah, uh, kind of any question you'd have, they have. Uh, they have the answer for it. Search player stats, records, or yeah, odds. and like, like when I talk about like you could look up the Grizzlies' record without John Morant this season. They have that. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, that's great. Things okay, like Matthew. That. So Matthew Stafford, you know, off topic, sixty-seven point two percent completion percentage, forty-eight hundred yards, forty-one touchdowns. Yeah, one hundred two point nine rating. Yeah, I'm I, obviously I, I can find that anywhere, but I could look up highest. Um, Points per game in game sevens. Um, Kevin Durant has the most points per game in a game seven. With forty-eight points per game in point. Oh my! I think God. I think that's one game. Um, that's not average. Yeah. I'm gonna look up over a career maybe. Um, yeah, most points per game in game sevens. Forty-seven points per game. Dominique With Wilkins. Dominique because he only played one. LeBron has. Does it not have a filter the- for at least? Five game sevens? Uh, at least five games played. Who's the maker of stat Uh Kevin Durant has averaged the most points per game in game sevens when playing five plus games. Yeah. Whoever whoever made stat muse is amazing. My wiener is so erect right now with finding this website. And I know you've used it before, and I think you've mentioned it before, but it's obviously gone over my head um but the fact that the way logan searched it is that most most search engines would give him an array of options um and it tells you how it interpreted your question right um that is crazy if you guys ever want to know stats go to statmuse.com and search whatever the hell you want Um, well not any sport but like the major sports just anything you want okay let's Give me a second. I know this is super off topic. Most yeah, rushing we're going on a tangent here, but. touchdowns within one yard. Let's see if that gives me anything. Emmett Smith has recorded the most career rushing touchdowns when rushing for one plus yard. Oh, with I don't want one. I don't want one plus. That's just the most rushing touchdowns in the league. With within minus one yard, within one yard. So minus one yard. That would give me it, right? Yeah. Plus or minus one yard with 164. Okay, so it, it still gave it to me because, well, no, because it's like, I don't think that's the right answer. That's just giving me rushing touchdowns. Most Because ru- if I look at most rushing touchdowns, it should be Emmett Smith, 164. Yeah, 164. I want within one yard of the line of scrimmage. We're going down a rabbit hole here. We don't want to listen to this. Okay, so, so back to NBA playoffs. So, so Steph didn't have an amazing um, game five, but they still took care of their business. They they won at home like we expected. Um, I mean, we kind of all thought it was going to only go five because the Warriors – well, you thought it was going to go six and that the Warriors were going to win like – that the Mavericks would win one in Golden State and then the Warriors would win fantastic. Um <laughs> just the puddle is forming right now. Um, 
I don't even know how that how that foamed that much. That's a lot of foam. Uh, yeah, we're gonna take a quick timeout, guys, um, because my beer absolutely had a complete misfire, and I don't understand how because it was sitting in the fridge for over twenty four hours. All right, guys. Uh, sorry about uh, the weirdness of in the breaks that are going on. Uh, absolute mayhem almost kind of happened in our house. Uh, I went down, so tried to open up a beer. And it just kind of spewed all over, and it was a mess. So I went to go clean it up, pause the podcast, and then I was like, I have my beers on. I'm going to go grab another one. Went downstairs, grabbed a beer, started walking upstairs, saw a random dog pissing in my lawn in my front yard. So I just kind of like opened the door. Maybe like the owner's, it, the owner was like walking the dog. Wouldn't be a big deal because Bogey's pissing in other people's lawns, so I'm not going to get mad at another dog for doing it. Um, no one around. Dog has no collar. Very friendly, came up to me right away and rolled on its back and was wanting some belly rubs. Um, so I ran inside and I was like, Jesse, um, something weird's going on. Uh, so we let the dog inside. Uh, my dog and Bogey were getting along for a moment. Uh, Logan was like, Oh, I want to see the dog. Walk downstairs. It's uh, my fault. <laughs> uh, not Logan's fault, but uh, walk downstairs. So we started going out back. Um, and all of a sudden, the dog, both dogs are fighting. Um, not good. Um, so we break them up. Uh, so, yeah, now we're just trying to figure out what to do with a random stray dog um, who seems like a very good girl. Um, but trying to figure that out. Uh, but regardless, go back in. Warriors on Thursday, the 26th. Take care of their business. Take care of the Mavericks. Go ahead and go over that real quick. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I was saying, Clay had a great game. Steph didn't. Uh, Draymond showed up. Um, Luca put up 28, nine and six. They, they, the Warriors win their series, um, at home, like we kind of expected them to do. And they announce for the first time ever conference finals, MVPs. Um, Luca should have won this award. I don't care. That the Warriors won. Yeah. I don't care. The Warriors won, won in five. Luca had no help and Luca averaged amazing numbers in this playoffs, uh, or in this series. Are you going to set I'll go back to set <laughs> Um, it just uh, he averaged probably close to forty points. Why does your stat news uh, look a little bit different than mine? What mode are you on? Uh, this is just where it goes. It's like slash questions. It's not the homepage. It's not like the official homepage. Oh, okay. Um, so Luca averaged thirty-two, nine rebounds, and six assists in the Western Conference Finals. Meanwhile, Steph averaged uh, twenty-four, seven, and six. So less points, less rebounds, same number of assists. Obviously, the Warriors won four out of those five games, so that's what makes the difference. Um, and I think that's probably going to how it's going to go as long as they have these records, unless it's like a game seven. Um, well, even in the finals, like there's times where LeBron should have won Finals MVP when the Warriors beat them, but like you can't really justify giving Finals MVP to a guy whose team lost. Yeah. So that's that's what really sucks. But um, Luke was the best player in this series um just a shame that he has no help um, but the Warriors take care of their business good for Steph he, he gets a trophy that's good for him uh we go to game six in Boston and the Celtics give away the game at the end um we were in a great spot for the majority of this game um like and, and when I say that I mean like we were in a spot where like at home I was like we we can take this Right, it was four and four minutes twenty seconds left. Nice, um, and here's my oh so, oh, go ahead. 
uh, so, you know, we're, we're tied 97, 97. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, four minutes, 20 seconds left at home. Like we can take, we can take this. And then we get the, you know, it, it goes back and forth, you know, we're tied 99 and then we just give up too many, too many buckets late. Um, it's, it's hard when Jimmy Butler does this. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> but the thing is like, yeah, Jimmy goes for 47, um, well, he went for 47. Nine and eight. Yeah, nine and eight. Yeah, you almost give up a 40, almost give up a 50 point triple double. Jason had 30. Um, and that's fant- That's good for him, but the rest of the team didn't really show up that much. Um, Jalen had 20. That's fine. Uh, Marcus had 14. Rob had 12. Uh, Derek White with 22 off the bench. Derek White. Here with Di- Derek White this series. Derek White. This series. I mean, I know all playoffs, but Derek White this series was like. Not even this playoffs. This last three games. It was like, hey, I'm going to earn my minutes. Yeah, Derek White played 33 minutes, got us 22 points, was plus five, went four of seven from deep, um, and he kept us in this game late. If he wasn't making the threes, he was. Three steals, too. It wouldn't have been that close, um, Yeah, honestly. Uh, The the tough thing is our starters didn't put up the numbers they should have. Uh, Bam didn't do anything. He had six points. You know, He had nine boards. That's great, but he didn't do anything else, and it's kind of annoying that we couldn't take advantage of that. I mean, Kyle Lowry had 18. Um, and it's tough when I know Al Horford's not the guy he used to be, but when he goes one of eight and then one of six from deep. Well, and when he has it's had, just a, like, game, it's he had like a game, he ran 30. No, I, earlier. Exactly. Like, so like if you, if you can just get Al Horford to put up 12, you mean 10 and in then, this it, game, we win. Yeah, exactly. And if you, if he has that anomaly game where he puts up 30, that's amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not what you expect. But, that's not what I, I hope. But for. when a guy plays 33 minutes, Gets three points, nine rebounds. On one of eight shooting. Yeah, it's like, ouch. And his defense wasn't there either. Um, and it did show up in game seven, but his defense wasn't there huge in uh, yeah. in this game six. And so it was tough to watch us lose. Uh, and, and then also just the turnovers. We had 17 turnovers. I know I know the Heat had 17 turnovers as well, um, but, but the transition certain, buckets but was see, different. That's the thing. Like Teams can have the same amount of turnovers, but it's how impactful are they? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like certain turnovers are way more impactful than others. Yeah. So it, it was uh, it was not a not a good game uh, six for me to watch at all. Um, I, I was I was very much annoyed with uh, just the end of the game in particular. Um, with us making this nice comeback, there's four four and a half minutes left, and we're in a prime position, uh, and we just can't get it done at home. That doesn't bode well for me. Like that's a game where you fight back and get to. It's been a close game the whole game. Four minutes left at home. You get it tied. They have to call a timeout. That's where you win the game. Yeah. And that's where we lost the game. And right. That, that's what that's what made me upset about this game six. Um, so then we get to game seven on Sunday night, obviously. And I was talking to a coworker about it um, going into game six. And I was like, I'm feeling good. You know, we're at home. Um, I don't have a reason to not feel good. And he was like, he was like, so tonight game six, if they win, like series over. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes. Yeah, no, the NBA won't let that happen. The NBA won't let a three-day weekend happen with no basketball. He was like, he, and I believe him. <laughs> I believe him. Because <laughs> he was like, there's no way the Celtics win this series in six, and there's no basketball for almost a week. If the Celtics would have won, game one still would have been Thursday for the finals. There wouldn't have been basketball for six days. There would have been a three-day weekend with no NBA happening. Okay, stat muse this. How many times have an Eastern or Western Conference Finals ended in five games or fewer in the same year? Is that possible to look up? Uh, both Conference Finals? Yes. 
Because Western Conference Finals ending in five games, like, or six games or less. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, well, six games or less is, is pushing it because that's two really good series, or at least one really good series. A six game series is still good. It's still good, yes. But what your what your what your coworker is saying is that they're going to allow six games, and like I understand what he's saying. I, I don't I don't know if you can really look that up, but that's essentially just making it to where like oh it's all fixed. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, that's the argument with a lot of things, right? Like, Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl his first year in Tampa Bay. Like, I don't think it's it's actually fixed, but like, it, it, you have you, you start asking questions when you see no, you like start that. you start looking into it, and you're like, this is kind of fishy. But I don't I don't think that's the reason why. I think it's the Celtics are up three two, and they don't take having a lead seriously, but they bounce back from a loss. Well, well no, what, what they, what the Celtics do, what I've learned in, in this entire playoffs, especially with the Nets, the Bucks, and now the Heat, is that when they have a lead, it doesn't matter if it's 1-0, if it's 2-1, if it's 3-2, you know? They just, like, they, they don't know how to play. Now, the Celtics, what they do know how to do is they know how to win games to go up in series or to tie series. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. So, um, obviously, we swept the Nets. That is the... that's that that is. But, see, that is such an anomaly that I'm almost throwing it out the window because, like, the Nets, they had so many internal issues that that organization is a problem right now. It is, and they have questions of whether they're going to re-sign KD or Kyrie. If they okay, don't um, sign Kyrie, KD might not want to come back. Like, okay, you need to re-sign Kyrie and KD. I know Kyrie is public enemy number whatever it is, um, and they're going to have to have James Harden back. We've already talked about it. That's stuck for them. Ben Simmons? No, oh, yeah, no, that, that's the 76ers problem. Uh, yeah, Ben Simmons... Uh, <laughs> Who knows? Uh, if I was the Nets, I'd I'd drop his ass. Uh, he didn't care to come and help. Uh, and by all accounts, he was healthy enough to play basketball. You know. Yeah. But that, that, that's a discussion that, yeah. for another time. Uh, but let's go ahead and go so, into okay. But before we go on, like the Celtics' closest point differential over the course of a series. Um, so. Um, I didn't find the exact um, stats of it, but swept the Nets. That was the closest point differential in the entire playoffs in series-wise for the Celtics. Because, because, you had, because you had KD, and then you had Kyrie, who blew up for a couple games. Still well, lost those games. But still lost those games, games. But, but they had those games. But the Celtics did play those all games close. That's why I was so irritated when they played the, the Bucks and then they played the Nets. Like this, this Celtics Heat series should have never gone seven. It shouldn't have. We played and neither of the Bucks. Neither should have the Bucks. We talked about it when should have when, won in Milwaukee. Honestly, we should have won in five. In Boston. should have won in five in Boston. Yeah, exactly. And you could have won in five here. And we we dropped a game in Milwaukee, and we dropped a game in in Boston that was like should have won that game um, both times. So yeah, we should have won the series. It's like this team just takes nights off. And it's it's hard to watch when when the team just takes nights off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that uh, it says it's up for this game seven, um, obviously, and we get into game seven uh, in Miami. <laughs> so here's my thing. Here's my thoughts. Okay, you you can go after me real quick because you'll have a, a little bit more to ramble about. I was sitting here watching this game, and uh, Jesse had gone downtown Sunday night, 
um, uh, just to have a few drinks with her friend or whatever. And she's like, can you drive us? Sure. Drive him down there. Come back. Game just started. I was like, perfect. So I just sat on the couch, waited for an email because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I lost my phone. So just as like, I'll email you. And I was like, I'll have my computer up with my email up. So that way it pops up or whatever. But I watched the entire first half and then like, or the first quarter. And I was like, okay, this is going according to plan. And then I thought to myself, it's been according to plan for the Celtics every game, almost every single game. Yeah. So then the second quarter happened, and I was like, okay, he cut it within. So what? You guys were up by six. No, well, six is going into halftime. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, of course, of course, because you guys were up, you know, 12 within the final two minutes. And then, of course, halftime, only a six point lead. Third quarter, fairly even. Fourth quarter, they the Heat finally get within three, and then I'm just thinking to myself right now, like obviously I can't text you guys. Um, I don't know what happened in the group message if you texted anything, but I was just thinking to myself like, if I'm Logan right now, I'm I'm freaking out. <laughs> you know, you're up by 15 going in, after the first quarter. And then it's just like, and like you've said it multiple times, like the Celtics, like the Celtics team is either going to be, you know, great or they're going to do something stupid to get themselves bounced. Um, and I thought for a second they almost did, and they, they only won by four. But this entire game, it was just like, why are you guys making it so hard on yourselves? Yeah, so it was it was tough to watch. So uh, get through the first quarter. And we're up by 15, and obviously I'm watching the game with um, my friend who's a Heat fan, and I was like, I'm not comfortable. Like, we're up by 15, I'm, I, and he, you know, he's like, man, that was an awful quarter. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm not, like, feeling great. <laughs> I'd be feeling great if it was 32 to zero after the first. Yeah, I would too. But I'm like, <laughs> I, I was like, this entire series has been a team that wins a quarter. And then it's like, all right, game's over. But it's never the first quarter. It's like second quarter, and it's like, oh, you're up by so much at halftime that this game's over. Or it's like right. you come out of halftime and you dominate the third quarter and the game's over. It's not first quarter, you're out to a big lead and the game's over. Like, no, we're up by 15. There, there's a whole 12 minutes to play before we even get into halftime. Like, we have to see how this quarter plays out. And if the second quarter would have been us positive or even even with the heat and we're up by 15 going into halftime, I would have been like, okay, I feel good. But going up... Or only by six going into halftime. I'm like, and the, and the Heat closed the half well. I was like, all right. And Jimmy was hitting everything. You know, yeah, and yeah. Bam was having a good performance as well in the first half. Not amazing in the first half, but he was doing good enough in the first half that I was like, okay, we need someone else to step up. And Jason wasn't doing much. Um, and I was very tuned in on Jason Tatum because I took Jason, Hay Jason Tatum over 36 and a half points and rebounds. You look at his stats and see how mad I am, how mad I was after the game. What, 36? He got 40. No. He had 26 and 10. Oh, points and rebounds, no assists? No assists. Just points and rebounds. 36 and a half? Yeah. That's yeah, tough. Tough roll, log dog. I was hoping for him to shoot free throws at the end of the game, and the Heat just didn't foul. And I yeah. was like, hmm, that sucks. Um, it also sucked because he, he was getting double teamed every trip down the court in the second half, so I can't really blame him. Um, but uh, Jason had a good game. Jalen Brown, 24. Marcus Smart, 24. Um, that's all we need. I, I need three guys to go off, and you know it's going to be Jalen and Jason every night, and if one of them has an off night, we lose that game. Yep. Jason had 10 one of these games. 
That was game three, I think. He had 10 points. Yeah, obviously we lost that game. He had 10. Um, but him and Jalen are going to go for 20-plus each almost every night. I need Al Horford or Marcus Smart or a Derek White or a Grant Williams to have a big game. Okay, so with that being said, obviously congrats to you getting into the finals. That's huge. Um, obviously, you're going against the Warriors here. Uh, game one coming up Thursday. Uh, Thursday. That's tomorrow for our listeners. So if you listen later than that, but uh, Thursday, June second, first game. The line is the Warriors minus three and a half, At which home. which is super fair. At home with more rest. Um, Steph bought like twelve golf clubs today. I was so I was almost going to put him as my boom. For he didn't buy him. He got him regripped. Oh, lovely. Even better. <laughs> Just walking out with his regripped golf clubs in the middle of preparing for the finals. Yeah. And so my early broom was going to be for Seth Curry doing that. And then he, because my thing was like, like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Just going to go play golf afterwards, you know? Uh, but what are your thoughts going into this finals? I know that you're a little bit worried. My whole thing is, I think the Warriors now, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is my, it's my take. I think the Warriors are a little bit deeper than the Celtics in the fact that um, they have an arguable six-man of the year, at least the playoffs. <laughs> no, Jordan Poole should have been in consideration for six-man of the year. He, he would, shouldn't have won it. Tyler here had an amazing regular season. He yeah, didn't show you, up in the do playoffs. You, do you remember me picking Jordan Poole? Yeah, I do, and it was amazing. It was a great pick. Um, you, you told me no. I did tell you no. I also told Kyle no with Tyler Hero. So... <laughs> <laughs> So what does Logan know? Not much. I think I don't even know. I think my sixth man was Bobby Portis. <laughs> but I don't know if it was Bobby Portis. It, it was it was not maybe, realistic. Maybe something like that. I also but, went third, so So that's my question here. Okay, so I think I think the Warriors starting five and the Celtics starting five, you guys line up really well together. You have mm-hmm. Mark Smart on Steph Curry, you have Jalen Brown on Clay. Clay, you have Jason Tatum on Whoever they're playing, Andrew Wiggins right there. Yeah. Uh, or uh, whoever need, they're playing. I don't think he'll need to lock up Andrew Wiggins. He might guard Clay more often. Yeah. Because I feel like Jason's a better on ball defender than Jalen Brown is. Um, and he might end up just guarding Clay if Clay's going off, kind of a deal. So. Or we can switch between him and Jalen, depending. What are you thinking with this series going in? Like, I know you didn't even have the Celtics in the finals for your pick. And obviously, that they're there, that's a huge bonus for you. I mean, you're just excited to be there. Um, and the Warriors weren't even your pick to be in there. Um, I did have the Suns beating the Warriors. Yeah. Um, so, with for me, what this series comes down to is the Stars. Yep. And the fact that the Warriors have been there and we haven't is scary to me. Yeah. Because Steph and Clay and Dre have all been there before several times. And they know and what to do. Jalen and Jason... And no one on the Celtics team has been in the finals before. Um, so the fact that our star player is 24 playing in his first finals against the greatest two shooters of all time and the, one of the greatest dynasties in basketball history, probably second greatest behind the Bulls, um, having been the only other team to go to six finals in eight years besides that Bulls team. That Bulls team obviously won all six, but um, it's it's – the experience that I think is what it comes down to. Um, I'm not going to lie. In that game seven, Tatum came out with a Kobe Bryant sweatband and he texts Kobe before the game, text Kobe's old number before the game and said, I got you him putting up 26 and 10. I'm like, that's not, that's a good game. 
That's a really good game. That's, in a game not, like a, that's not like a I did this for you, Kobe game. Yeah, it's, not, it's I did for you, Kobe game would have been like a 47, 5, and 5. Yeah, J- Jimmy <laughs> put up 35 and 9. That's a better game than 26 and 10. Yeah. Right? And, and Jimmy carried the heat to where they were. And Jimmy went 13 of 24 from the field. Jason went 9 of 21. Like, yeah, that it's the kind of thing. Jimmy shot better from the field, um, you know, got to the free throw line more often, was attacking more often. Um Finishes more points, like same round of rebounds. Obviously, Jason also had six assists, so it's like totally different because Jason was getting double teamed every trip up the court in the second half, like I said. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like you put all this on yourself from saying, I'm going to have a Kobe game. That's not a Kobe game. It's a good game. I'm not going to take anything away. We won the game because they had to account for him all the time. Right. And that's why he didn't really have a Kobe game because it's like, we're going to try to shut you down. And he was like, that's fine. I have other guys that can contribute. And that's why we won the game. Cause we are an, a, a very good all around team. Um, when, but when it comes to this final series, it's going to come down to me for Steph and Jason Tatum. And if Jason Tatum is going to announce himself as top five, he, I think he's already top 10, but the top five player in this league, he has to show up every single game. He yeah. has to average see 30 that, in this finals. See, that's the thing. Because, like, the Warriors could win this series, you know, like, in six. You know, but if Jason Tatum's putting up 25-plus per game and essentially willing his team to win. But that's my thing. See, my thing is the team. I already I already have Jalen Brown. I already have the Celtics winning uh, and Jalen Brown as MVP because uh, I love Jalen Brown. I think he's a great fucking player. I love his driving. Um, I love when I see Jalen Brown driving to the fucking hole. Um, I think he's one of the best finishers as far as a guard goes. Um, you can, I'm sure you're like, yeah, I like that. I like the sound of that. But that is just my opinion when I'm watching these playoffs. Every time I watch the Celtics game, watching Jalen Brown drive to the hole, um, I feel like he's one of the best finishers um, other than someone like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, as a guard goes, um, yeah. it's hard to fucking beat Jimmy Butler, who who gets like three guys in his face and and finishes, and it's just like Jesus Christ, Jimmy Butler's there. Um, my thing is, if Jason Tatum averages over twenty five for this entire series, and Jalen Brown averages over twenty five, I feel like the Celtics are going to be so hard to beat. Because um, yeah, you have Steph Curry right now, who's averaging twenty five point five points per game in these playoffs. Um, but Clay Thompson's been very iffy. I mean, obviously he's coming back from injury, so he, he's had a couple of huge games. Uh, but there's been games where he's hit 16 points. You know what I mean? And it's, I feel like it's it has. It's not the Warriors at the the fullest strength that they can be. No. So that's not. why I feel like you guys actually have a real shot at this. Yeah, and I, and I would say that team defense wise. So I think you guys are a better team defensively. Absolutely. We, we, uh, every one of our starters got a vote for all NBA defense. Yeah. Or NBA all defense. Um, Marcus obviously was defense player of the year. I think Robert Williams. Made I think Robert Williams team. is going to be huge for you guys. He should be. And he sucked against the heat in game seven. He, he was did. a liability in game seven. Well, he, he was coming off somewhat of an injury. He's been playing all playoffs with an injury. Right. And he played fine against the Nets, and he played fine against the Bucks. 
and he was playing fine in this series. And then in game seven, he was turning the ball over and he was getting the ball under the hoop and not being ready for someone to try to swipe at it. And he wasn't getting back on defense and he wasn't contesting shots. And it's like, that's not the guy I want. And there's a reason he didn't play like at all down the stretch in that game. The lineup we went with was you, no at halftime. He didn't come. He wasn't the starter at halftime. Yeah. Because we went with a lineup with Marcus Smart, Derek White, Jalen, Jason, and now Horford. And that's fine because it was like, dude, you're not helping us. And, and that's not what you need out of someone who was an all defensive player. Um, especially when you have a guy like Jimmy, who's just attacking the rim, you should be changing those shots. You should be blocking those shots. You should be contributing to help the team. Um, I, but I think absolutely team defense wise, the Celtics are better defensively as a team. Um, it, but it's going to come down to Jason and Seth. That's what finals come down to. It's what any championship game in any sport comes down to is who are the star players and who shows up. It's why the Rams won because Cooper cup dominated down the stretch in that Super Bowl, right? It's it's why LeBron has won rings because he dominates when it matters. It's why Steph has won rings because it dominate he dominates when or when you know KD was there, took over when it mattered. It's the same thing in this series. If Jason is gonna announce himself as a top five player in this league, which I think he has the potential to be and I think he is talent wise, he plays five or six or seven amazing games. He averages thirty in these finals. If you're gonna sh- if you're gonna say I'm the best player on this court, which he could be, he arguably is, offensively, defensively, you know, playing both ways, he's the best player in the series. Put up thirty. Put up thirty a night. Get me close to ten rebounds, and let's see what what happens from there. Because I trust Marcus to do a good enough job on Steph or Clay. I trust Jalen to do a good enough job on the other one. I trust Rob to Rob and Al Horford to not let Draymond dictate how the game goes for the Warriors on offense and then to not necessarily take advantage of Draymond. I don't expect Al Horford to put up 30 on Draymond, but like get buckets where you can. And see, here's the thing. If no matter what, I agree with you, Jason Tatum right now is top 10 for me as well. In He's the top league. 10 right now, but take the but, next step. But if he wins the finals or at least makes it close against Steph Curry, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, if he takes him to game seven, I think he's top five. Yeah, and he'll have to be. And, and then Jalen Brown, you can put him in top 10 or top 15. Top 15, I'd say. Top 15 for Jalen. He he needs to learn how to dribble. If he can dribble, that'd be he'd be top 10. But, God, he just can't, like, cross over. It's uh, tough. But see, that's why I love when I watch him go inside because he's so nasty with it. Yeah. Nasty in the way that, like, it's not clean. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's ugly. Somehow it goes in. It's or, ugly, but, like, somehow he... Gains control and then it just like goes in. That's why I love watching Jalen Brown drive because I'm just like, he, he starts driving, I'm like, that's not going to work. <laughs> and then, like, he just yeah. like somehow gathers the ball and then just puts it into the hoop. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, exactly. And so that, that's, it's going to come down to that. Um, I obviously am hoping to see Jalen, or sorry, to see Jason take over every night and for Jalen to do his thing as well. Um, I think it'll be tougher for Jalen. Getting guarded by switching. Getting guarded by Clay Jason, Thompson. Because Jason got buckets against Jimmy. And Jimmy Butler is a better defender than Andrew Wiggins um, or Clay Thompson now. Clay Thompson a couple years ago before his knee injury, all defense, you know, an amazing defender. I don't think he's got the same defensive ability right now, just lateral quickness wise. Yeah. Um, but Jimmy, like the, that bucket that Jason got down the stretch in the fourth, where there was like two seconds on the shot clock, and he it was literally, we're gonna put four guys in the corner. And just let Jason ISO Jimmy Butler. And he caught the ball and faked to the baseline. And Jimmy went for it. And then he just turned and took one dribble inside and faded away and got an easy bucket. It's like, that's a guy 
that can get me 30 a night in the finals because he did that against Jimmy Butler down the stretch. Yeah. And if the Warriors want to send double teams, I don't think that's a good idea because they don't have a defensive, a well enough defensive rounded team. No, no. To, to do that. The Heat no, did. The Heat no, did. See, no, here's the thing. If, if the Warriors start double teaming Jason or then Jalen get finals. Or Jalen, if Jalen's having a 40 night game. Yeah. If that happens, they're fucked because that means they're already down. Because if you're starting to if you're starting to double team the Celtics, any any one of their players, uh, you know, because you have Marcus Smart who can put up he can 20, put up twenty. He can put up twenty mm-hmm. easily. He's done it multiple times in these playoffs. Then you have Jalen Brown, who who I feel gets overlooked a lot uh, with how well he scores. Now, obviously, you watch. Most of the Celtics games, obviously, you're like, oh, he needs to get better dribbling. There's obviously stuff that he needs to get better at, but he, I, I still feel like he gets overlooked. He does. Um, and people wanted us to trade him, and then, you know, and halfway through this season. Those, those people are fucking idiots. Jalen Brown is an absolute key piece. Him and Jason Tatum are like best friends. They are best friends, and they know <laughs> how to play together, and they've played um, four years together, like, you know, they know how to work together. They know when one of them is on, the other's yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. If Jason Tatum's like, oh, hey, I'm only like fucking two for eight, but guess what, Jalen Brown? You're like fucking four for six right now. I want to keep feeding you. And then when you're feeling a little off, he'll J- Jalen Brown knows to feed to Jason. Yeah, it's it's great chemistry they have. Um, I look forward to the next, hopefully, 10 years of these guys being together. That would be awesome. Play like you know, like a Spurs, like a Spurs thing. Yeah, like a, a Tim Duncan and Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili kind of a deal. Yeah. Right? It's, especially with Marcus Smart already being there, right? Keep that three intact. Get, keep getting to finals. Jason's twenty four. Jalen's twenty five. Like, <laughs> it's fucking dumb. It's ridiculous. You, um, got, you guys are set. Yeah. So and then that's the thing. So I do think that this is the best year, best chance we have. Yes. At least that we've had so far. Obviously, if Jason takes another step forward and becomes a top five player in the league. Then yeah, maybe next year we're right back there. But I think with the contributions that Al Horford has given us, the the defensive player of the year effort that Marcus Smart has given us, we have guys off the bench and Pritchard and Grant Williams and um, Derek White that get us enough off the bench. Grant Williams won us Game Seven against the Bucks, right? Like, he played great. Yeah. So that those are the kinds of things where it's like I think this is the team that that has the best chance. But playing in San Francisco for four of these games is it's going to be tough, but we win in Milwaukee. Milwaukee was a ridiculous environment and we still won there multiple times. Like, yeah. I don't think that this team is phased by the crowd. I, I don't think, think you just, guys are either. I think and it's that's just what, how they show up. That's why it's scary about you guys. Cause you guys can win on the road, but then at the same time you guys get home and you guys are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're at home, whatever. And you guys, just, it's almost like you guys, Assume to win at home and it's not happening. So then so then you lose at home, then you go on the road and play your hearts out and win. So I, I think it's gonna be an amazing finals. I can't wait. Celtics Warriors. Um I want the Celtics. Obviously Logan wants Celtics. Kyle's got the Warriors. Um but it'll be it'll be a lot of fun to watch, um, to see how this how this breaks down. A lot of superstars on both teams, I think. Um, oh, absolutely. It's going to come down to the stars. If, if it's Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, right? Whoever wins finals MVP, it's going to be Jason Tatum or, Ste- or Steph. If it's Jalen, if it's a Jalen Brown, it's because Jason's getting double teamed so much that he's getting the ball to Jason, to Jalen and Jalen's going off. Right. And I could see that happening with how the heat had to play Jason Tatum. Um, but I just think Jason Tatum is too good of a player to 
walk into a series and say, I'm going to let this team dictate how this series goes yeah. with me, with my performance. So absolutely. It's going to be down in the stars, but it should be a great series regardless. All right. Uh, that was a lot of talk on finals, obviously uh, huge stuff going on right now. Um, but we don't have anything else as far as what's going on in the world of sports for news that we have to touch up on. So uh, quick, Avalanche uh, beat yep. the Oilers 8-6. to six. Absolutely electric game. Oilers made it very, very close. close. In, all the, uh, in all the mayhem that was happening in my house, <laughs> Logan was very patiently just waiting up here for me. Um, and Oilers scored two in the third before the uh, Avalanche got an empty goal net. Uh, so, I mean, but honestly, it's hard to count that. It was 7-6, to six, yeah. and Oilers had a couple chances there to tie it up. Which would have gotten it really interesting, um, but Avalanche up one zip, and uh, hopefully Kyle and Logan will uh, update you on the series uh, next week. If not, maybe just Logan. Ah, we will. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> will. If Kyle, Kyle should be here, but if he's he not, I very will definitely much let should you guys be. Know. But however, also Kyle's going to be recovering from some surgeries, so I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle's uh, out next week. Um, regardless, boomer bust. I got two and two. I got two and two. All right. Uh, let me kick it off. Kick it off. Uh, so I gave my boom of the century to Jesse for taking care of me, as always. Yeah. But uh, my real boom of the week is going to be the PGA Tour uh, because back-to-back weeks uh, from seven down, uh, two players have won. Last, or two weeks ago, it was Justin Thomas at the PGA Championship. This week, seven down, Sam Burns won. Uh, at the Charles Schwab, we already went over it with the sports news, but back to back week seven down, um, and then you win, uh, just shows I, I know PJ Tour golf, watching golf, it's not exactly everyone's forte, it's my forte, it's my boom. That's super exciting for me to watch. Someone from seven down, uh, comes back to win in a playoff, uh, that is just exciting golf two weeks in a row. Gotta love it. Uh, big boom into Sam Burns, but big boom into the PJ Tour. Um, I know it's not them, but I just, as golf as a whole, um, just huge, big booming. Love that. Uh, my first boom is going to be the Pelicans. Uh, so Zion has officially been cleared to return to, uh, on court f- or uh, full contact action. Does he want to play? Yes, he does want to play, uh, especially <laughs> with how this Pelicans team finished the season. Uh, we talked about it. He wanted to play in the playoffs. Pelicans did not let him because they didn't want to risk further injury in a series. They knew they were probably going to lose anyways, even with him back. Um, but this Pelicans team coming back with how they finished the season after trading for CJ McCollum, they're going to add Zion back into that lineup. That's another 25 points a night. <laughs> you're adding to your lineup and they have the eighth overall pick in the draft. So they can get a point guard. They could get a wing that can come off the bench behind Ingram um, or McCollum. Um, if they want CJ to play the point guard, they could get another two guard. They, if Shaden Sharp is there, I don't think he will be. But like they have a lot of potential to get a really good player at number eight in addition to adding Zion, who's their best player, back into the lineup. Um, I think this Pelicans team, I thought they should give up on everything and trade Zion to the Knicks and hope to rebuild. And they went and yeah, got like C- fucking five first round picks. Yeah. And instead, they went and got CJ McCollum and got the eighth pick from the Lakers, obviously. And they, you know, in a deal that was made years ago. <laughs> and they were like, that's fine. We're, we'll, we'll take what we're at right now. And I think they're in a great position. They might be a top four team in the West next year. Oh, uh, that's a hot take. <clears throat> They, um, they finished as the eight seed in the West, and they didn't have Zion, 
and now they also have the eighth pick in the draft. I don't think they're going to finish higher than six. Higher than six? Was, if the Mavericks don't add anybody, I don't think the Mavericks would have a better record than the Pelicans. I think the Warriors would be up there. I think the Suns would be up there. Like like maybe the Nuggets, if they get some help. Um, Grizzlies, I feel like the Nuggets will be yeah, better. Yeah, the Grizzlies will be back. That's Here's fine. the problem with the Pelicans is that they're the Pelicans. They have the fucking talent, but they... But they haven't had the talent is the thing. Like, they they had... Okay, this Brandon. last year, they didn't have Zion. But I don't know... See, here's the thing. I know the year before they I know Zion, Zion is, is transcendent. Yeah, but the year before they had they had Zion, where'd they finish? Pretty no, much they, the same they, roster. They really didn't. Zion has missed the last like year and a half. Look, we'll see. If Zion's I, I don't healthy, I don't I think, think the Pelicans team. are gonna be higher than six. You uh-huh. don't see um higher than four. So you met six or five? Yeah, five or six. Well, four to six in that range. Okay. All right. Uh my second boom is gonna be speedwalkers. Love it. People who walk fast. Yeah. Um, the reason is because your walking speed uh, could indicate dementia. Oh. Yeah. I, I want to hear the connection before I say anything. If you walk slow. Your brain's slow? Your brain's slow. And that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> that's, I think it's fair. Yeah. Um, so if you walk really fast, um, you remember everything. Um I walk pretty fast, uh, but I'm also an idiot. So um, yeah, I mean, it's not an exact science. I feel yeah. like, but yeah, it, it makes sense. Like if you're, and, I guess. and it, the article went on to go like if you're older and you're walking slow, uh, <laughs> you're so, fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if you're like, you know, I don't know, sixty you know, that's plus. Fair. That's fair. The people that come into my branch, I deal with a lot of old people on a daily yeah. basis. The ones that come in and are moving just fine, I have no problems with. The ones that take five minutes to get from my window to the front door, those are the ones that I, it took me 20 minutes to ask them what they needed to do. Yep. So I agree with that study 100%. Yeah. Uh, and so speedwalkers, uh, booming to you. Uh, you guys are... Uh, keep the body fresh, keep the mind fresh. Absolutely. All right. Uh, second boom to you. My second boom is going to be Dorian Finney-Smith uh, from the Dallas Mavericks. Obviously had a... Uh, really good uh, playoff performance. You know, he made a lot of threes, brought a lot of attention to that Mavericks team. Um, they're going to be keeping him, um, especially with a team that has lost um, Tim Hardaway. Or no, sorry, not Tim Hardaway. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, when he was having a great year, and now they're going to lose Jalen Brunson after he had an amazing year. They need someone to step up. It's going to be Dorian Finney-Smith alongside Reggie Bullock. And Dorian Finney-Smith has the perfect and most original nickname for their duo, the Bang Bros. Nice. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's it. He, he, he said that unironically in a press conference. It was Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock just next to each other, and they were like, why do you guys think you work so well together? And he was like, yeah, you know, I came up with the nickname for us. We're the Bang Bros. And Reggie Bullock just looked at him like, why would, what did you just say? <laughs> like, it's like, do you not understand what you just implied? Yeah, and, and uh, I think it's just perfect that Dorian Finney, I don't know if Dorian Finney-Smith like is huge brain and was like, this will be fucking hilarious. Or smooth brain. Or if he, yeah, smooth brain, and he was like, <laughs> we're the Bang Bros. I don't get it. <laughs> So either way, Dorian Finney-Smith, huge boom. <laughs> yeah, uh, huge boom. For those listeners that don't know, uh, maybe figure it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Literally take two seconds and you, like look it up. You'll find. If you'll you're a guy, out. then you know. If you're a girl, then yeah, you're gonna have to take two seconds to look up Bang Bros. Um, first bust, mm-hmm. Ohio. Down with it. 
back with the states or the countries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, J.D. Vance, uh, he's an Ohio State candidate of something. He says pornography should be banned to save families. He blames pornography and abortion for creating an isolated generation that isn't getting married. Um, I'm like, take out the abortion. I don't, you know. Yeah. But pornography, uh, I'm sorry, uh, pornography is never going to be a bust to me. Um, I I understand what he's saying about, like, isolation, but also, like, not really. Because, like, isolation generation that isn't getting married. If anything, isn't getting married. I think... More married dudes probably watch porn than single dudes. Yeah, and also, like, I feel like this isolation issue, take away the marriage, is isolation. Dudes bond over porn. Like, that's just a thing. Yeah. So, like, you telling me that guys don't bond because they're masturbating too much? No, that's more reason. There's more things for them to talk about. Exactly. Uh, amount of times that me and my buddy Ryan have been like, you watch this porn star? Or, no, yes. And then he's like, you watch this one? No, yes. Whatever it is. But, um, sorry. Uh, porn, if anything, is making dudes become dudes. Testosterone levels through the roof. Through the roof. Yeah. Your first boom. Uh, my, fir- bust. my first bust uh, is going to be uh, Josh Donaldson. So we haven't talked about this. Um, we haven't. We haven't. We probably should have last week because yeah. this is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> but um, White Sox were playing the Yankees, and um, Tim Anderson, you know, or the White Sox gotten out, and Josh Donaldson was running the bases. Or no, Tim Anderson was running the bases. Josh Donaldson said something to Tim Anderson, uh, sparked both benches to come come out onto the field and get in each other's faces and a lot happened. Um, and it came out after the game that, uh, Josh Donaldson had called Tim Anderson, Jackie Robinson, or called him Jackie, um, as a, as a nickname, um, that Josh Donaldson said, that's an inside joke. We have, he, he calls himself Jackie. I call him Jackie. It's an inside joke. We have, uh, Tim Anderson came out and said, that's not an inside joke that we have. You, I don't talk to Josh Donaldson. <laughs> um, we're not close like that. I don't know why he thought it was okay to call me that. Um, and, and Tim Anderson has called himself Jackie Robinson, the modern-day Jackie Robinson, um, not for good reasons. Um, he calls himself the modern Jackie Robinson because he is the token black player in, the, in baseball. So it's like the MLB treats him as like, pay attention to him. He's black and he plays baseball. So, does he, though? Do, do we? I think so, because when Tim Anderson does something really cool, like the MLB, like like he'll pimp a home run and like he'll you know talk his shit or whatever. And MLB's on it immediately, and I don't know like there's obviously more than one black player in baseball, right? And there's right. more than one good back black player in baseball, but I feel like with Tim Anderson because he's so outspoken, the MLB has kind of not so much recently, but like two years ago when he made these comments, when he first was coming onto the scene, they kind of made it a point of like. Pay attention to Tim Anderson. He's next. Like, he's this guy. You guys got to pay attention to him. And I feel like he took it partially, but I feel like other people can take it as, like, it's because I'm black. You guys are, like, and I don't know if that's why. I don't, I'm not going to speculate on that's the reason, but I feel like the MLB does have, feel it, a, a pressure, like most sports, where it's, like, most sports that are predominantly white, where it's, like, this person of color is playing really well and they're fun to watch and fans like him. We should probably jump on this bandwagon. Um, yeah. And so that's why he made those comments, whether you want to agree with it or not. That's why he called himself the modern-day Jackie Robinson. He wasn't comparing himself playing-wise or historically to Jackie Robinson. He was just saying, because the MLB is treating me like this, right? And whatever you want to think about that, that's why he said it. For Josh Donaldson, 
to say that as like, oh yeah, we have an inside joke, and for, I'm just gonna call the this black guy Jackie, that because he plays baseball and these comments. Um, it's it's not a good look for Josh Donaldson. It's also a worse look for him to come out and say they had an inside joke about it, and then Tim Anderson to say we don't, and you're just lying. <laughs> uh, just good. an awful look for Josh Donaldson. Um, just don't be a piece of shit, dude. Like, just don't. And if you thought it was a joke, I can understand. If Josh Donaldson had like if heard he, the comments, if he, if he came up and was like, "Hey, I, I know, thought it was, I thought I he thought was joking. Was, I thought he was joking. That's my bad. I don't mean anything intentional." Then, like, it probably would have brushed over. Exactly. But him saying, him standing by it and saying, doubling down and being like, "No, me and Tim Anderson, we're tight. <laughs> like, no, you're not." And Tim, and even if you were, like, not anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and it's it's uh, it's just a bad look for Josh Donaldson. I feel like the Yankees just kind of playing amazing baseball, but everything. Like off the field, like still it's on terrible. the field, but it's, off the I mean, field. it's Yankee baseball. It, 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 yeah, it's Yankee baseball. So uh, just Josh Donaldson, your bust, like just just don't say shit like that, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, second and final bust for me is going to be Harold Varner the third, uh, professional golfer. Uh, he was playing with the Charles Schwab round four. Uh, he was tied with Scotty Scheffler at and uh, some other dude, uh, Stallings, Scott Stallings, maybe. Um, he was tied with them at 10 under, and he had played 11 holes. Well, his yes. final six holes, uh, it went awry. He was two under Sunday, going into hole 12, tied for the lead, um, has never won a PGA Tour event. Uh, he's gotten very close. However, hole 12, triple. Hole 13, double. Hole 14, triple. Hole 14, or hole 15, he did get a birdie back. Hole 16, he parred. Hole 17, double. Hole 18, bogey. So through 11, he was minus two on his round. He finished the day plus eight. He shot a 78. Plus 10 over seven holes is Uh, not good. good. Um, He was tied for the lead. He ended up finishing... Tied for 27. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money you left on the table. That's a lot of money. Even oh, if you finished man. in the top five, it wouldn't have been bad. Um, but Harold Varner the third, I know shit happens. It was a rough day Sunday. I watched it. I watched you. I watched whole 12, and then I watched whole 13, and then uh, they stopped showing you. Uh, yeah. Very rightfully so. Uh, you absolutely fell apart, and I know that's going to happen in golf tournaments. Um but a plus eight on Sunday on and just on the back nine, you shot plus ten on the back nine because uh, you were minus two going to twelve, so you shot plus ten in the final six holes. Uh, absolutely abysmal. Um, that's rough, bro. Yeah, that's that's very, rough. That's, that's rough. rough. Held on a third, big bust. Yeah. All right, uh, my second and final bust is going to be Saint Etienne fans. Um, so we've talked about this before, as far as uh, soccer goes or football goes. Um, in every country that's not the United States, there's multiple leagues, multiple or there's a league and there's multiple divisions. Um, and the top three, you know, in the best division qualify for like Champions League. Bottom three get relegated, and then in the league in the division below that, top three move up. Right. Um, so Saint Etienne has been in League One in France um, for a long time, um, and when you get relegated, your club loses a lot of money. You cannot afford to play your t- pay your top players anymore. Right. So it's not good to get relegated. Um, St. Etienne, in their final game of the season, had to win, did not win, dropped, was relegated from League 1 to League 2, or League 2. 
Um, uh, yeah, my, for my French coming out here. Um, but it's league, league, yeah, league, league two essentially. Um, and their fans after the game, soon as the final whistle sounded, you watch the players from Saint Etienne immediately run off the field from oof, the bench immediately. Oof, oof. And then you watched all the Saint Etienne fans storm the field and then throw flares at the bench. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's assault. <laughs> or attempted assault, I should say. Big booming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've watched Lakers fans flip cop cars after they won you know, a championship. I've seen so many fan groups riot after wins, after losses. But throwing flares at your own players, I understand the frustration. I understand the anger. That's a lot of damage you're trying. You're throwing a projectile with flames <laughs> at somebody yeah. because they lost a soccer game. It's not that deep. It's not. It's not that deep. Uh, I get mad all the time when my teams lose, and I yell into a pillow, and then I'm fine 30 minutes later. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I don't think that I would throw flares at the Rams players if they lost. No, and that's the thing. Like Watching <laughs> sports in Europe is a lot because they do that shit all the time, even yeah. at basketball games. If you, if you watch like EuroLeague basketball games, they, they, they set off flares in a, in a basketball arena, like in an enclosed arena. They're setting off flares. Like It makes no sense to me. How are they getting the flares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they care. <laughs> like, how, like we wouldn't allow flares into an NFL stadium or right. an NBA stadium. And in Europe, they're like, nah, all right. I don't know I what guess. you're going to do with that. But, you know, just in case, like, we need help, at least you're there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Send it off in an enclosed arena. So if we need help, they'll they'll know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, outside. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, so it's, it's just big bust to me for San Diego fans because I understand how frustrated you are with your team. But I don't think trying to, like, kill the players is, like, well, not maybe kill, but maim the players. Uh, maybe not your best recourse um, to try to get back into league on. So yeah, uh, not. Big, big bust to San Etienne fans. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for, for this week's episode, episode 81. Uh, Tim, want to leave us off? Uh, yeah. Uh, as always, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, it's been sweet. Um, again, I'm going to be gone next week. I'm going on my honeymoon, last and cruise. So the week afterwards, can't wait to tell you guys all about it. It uh, should be a lot of fun. Um, just a lot of sex and doing a lot of fun stuff. Our big excursion is uh, we're going to take a helicopter ride up to a glacier and then dog slid down it. Oh, uh, yeah. So we're super excited about that. It's kind of like a once in a lifetime type of thing. Um, it's global warming and all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're super excited. Uh, and then, you know, just make sure you guys tune in next week, whether or not it's just Logan or Logan and Kyle, whatever it's going to be. Um, Logan, or Kyle's going to be uh, recovering from a surgery, so he might be able to tune in. If not, uh, I'm sure Logan will be able to give you guys a very fun episode. Um, but then I'll be back, and then we're going to get, uh, within a week or two of me getting back, we're going to get started a lot of fun stuff with football and you know our, our main topic. Um, so just, hey, thank you guys as always. As a, for the support, I mean, I hope the audio sounded amazing today with the with the – boom arms whatever you want to call them um it felt great for us um as far as me i think logan yeah. loved it as well um just being able to lean back and just grab like part of the mic and then like, bring it to you um as always guys you guys are amazing to us uh can't 
Can't thank you enough. See you guys when I get back. Yeah, thank you guys, as always, for the support. Like Timmy said, uh, next week, hopefully Kyle and I. If not, I'll, I'll rant to you guys for an hour and a half, two hours about whatever's going on. Um, maybe I'll bring a topic. I don't know. But next week um, and definitely the week after, look forward to us bringing our own topics again, um, getting back into kind of what we were doing last year when we were in this in-between until football season starts back up again. Um, yeah, we have a lot coming for you guys in a couple months, but – um, should be should be a fun couple weeks coming up as well with with finals finishing up Stanley Cup finals um, and us just being able to be ourselves for a little while so uh, we thank you guys and we will catch you next week.